from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Janet here to talk about her new Patreon, and also, I beat a boss that I've been working on for three years, plus we have impressions of Hitman 3. Metal face is going down. Put some cat ears on it. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 254, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves, which is us. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Cage Failure Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Immortals Phoenix Relaxing Mikowski. I'm whoever I need to be to get the job done. And we have guests this week. Janet Nostalgia Trip Garcia. Nice to see you again, Janet. It's been a minute. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be here. Always a fun time. Yeah, it's world's in a little bit of a different place than it was before, but it's still kind of in the same place. It's still here, and I think that that <laughs> data itself, I'm starting to worry when that won't be the case anymore. Oh, sure. There was, there was a big change today, of course. You know, we don't have to get into it completely, but anybody who knows, I mean, anybody who knows anything knows knows of the thing that happened when we normally record this, so that's cool. I do feel a little bit better about that. Let's just say we record on Wednesdays. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody who, who uh, <laughs> listens to this probably knows that by now. But that's looking up. Well, last time we talked to you was around the time of uh, Streets of Rage 4 coming out. I remember that because we talked about that. And you were at IGN and you're not anymore. Right? Yeah. Um, it just, you know, sort of became time to leave uh, for better or worse. And there are definitely things I will miss for sure. And like, I have like a lot of love and respect for the team, but I had to figure out what my next thing was. And when I sat down to really think about that, I I felt like the answer just wasn't to just go to another outlet as much as that would be a more comfortable move that like comes with like healthcare and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting money back when you do your taxes. Like I'm really going to miss that, that like one or two years of getting money back when I did my taxes. Mm. Damn, <laughs> I hate freelance taxes. But I started thinking about what I really want to do. Um, and that's the thing I was thinking about even um, like towards the end of my time at IGN because I sort of got, you know, to try to make a, a long story short – I sort of got into the industry um, just really wanting to be there and wanting to be at a, at a reputable site. And I got that with IGN and it was a really great experience. But at the same time, I wasn't exactly picky or thoughtful in what the role was that I had uh, at the company, like in terms of doing guides. Like I wouldn't say that I necessarily had like a strong passion for guides. I mean, it's something that I found a lot of joy in and I, I did value. And I think I liked more than most people because I did do the job, but it, it wasn't really what I saw myself doing for the next like five or 10 years. Um, but at the same time, I was also like, I don't really know what role I would want. I don't know if the role I want even really exists because everything obviously comes with, you know, a job's a job. So it's not like you can just wave a magic wand and make your dream job. But then I'm like, also, what if I could do that? I feel like I can do that through Patreon and through building my own thing. And the idea of making, at least for this first year or two, just starting out as like, I want to make the content that I want to make. Um, I want to build it with a community that 
I appreciate that appreciates me. We all have a common ground on, on, you know, a baseline of, of ethics and styles and things. Um, and then kind of see where it goes from there. Like I have a lot of dreams of the kind of content I want to make. Um, I eventually would love to make enough money where I'm like freelancing out some of this work to people that are coming up in the industry that I really respect, um, you know, highlighting marginalized voices at the forefront rather than as an afterthought. Like I have a lot of dreams for how this can really become this big explosive thing. But I would say in the short term, like the next one to two years, I want to focus on me and my content and my brand. So, you know, I, my handle's always been Game Onesis. So it's just, I do this, I do have streams. I have a new podcast out. Um, I'm slowly rebuilding up YouTube. I'm still doing game industry guides and want to support that at a more regular cadence. So yeah, that's sort of where I'm starting and we're going to see where it goes. But really it kind of came down to Patreon because I thought about what do I really want to do um, and how can I do that? And I feel like the best way to do that currently is independently. Uh, I'm not saying that never, you know, work anywhere else or that I'm not interested in even just like pitching or, you know, I've guessed it on like kind of funny and, and other shows and I've kind of jumped around places. And I really like doing that right now. It's definitely a lot of work. There's so much to do. I have like a massive to do list that I'm not even close to getting done. But what I really liked about the last few weeks um, is it's it's been a lot, but it's been enjoyable the whole way through obviously like you know some stuff more than others but I felt really passionate about absolutely everything I've done and that's not something I've like fully felt like at its full capacity in a long time um not not to say anything negative about the role that I did have but like I loved some of the things that I got to let go and some of the things I got to dive more into like I'm so excited to be like one thing I'm doing is like tracking the, the biggest releases of the year like every Friday I'm doing a stream on that and I'm really excited to like get to do that um and spend more time playing a wider variety of games rather than like I would go really deep on some games for guides and then I'd sort of have to like try to cram in the other ones where I could fit them yeah I'm looking forward to all that but that's basically sort of you know how I got here and and sort of what's next yeah definitely you're doing you're doing a lot of cool stuff and you definitely made a lot of uh, connections from from various people while you were at IGN and I felt like especially like kind of uh, was it kind of funny they they also Mm -hmm. gave you like a big push there. Yeah, yeah, um the the turnout's been like incredible, you know, for those who like, you know, don't know me or maybe haven't been keeping up with what I've been doing. Um with the Patreon, like I launched it. I soft launched on like January 5th. Um it's the 20th we're recording it. We're already at like 195 people. We're at like 11 over wow. $1100. Um Hell yeah. It's uh it's been incredible. Um and yeah, like it just it, it I think it is a testament to the fact that like over the years, as much as it kind of feels like I'm the same person, I have grown a lot in my career, I've made a lot of connections, I've built an audience that I kind of almost didn't realize I had, like I knew that I had fans and like I streamed before leaving IGN. So like nothing was necessarily super new, but it just sort of reminded me how deep that fandom was in my community and how like much that was really there because I, you know, didn't really have a way of engaging with that prior. So, um, yeah, it was surprising. It was, it was amazing. And, uh, it's, it's been going great versus like, you know, I did a Patreon like four years ago and it had like, you know, a hundred dollars and I thought that was like crazy in itself. So it's been, um, a trip to see how different things are now that I'm like going on my fifth or sixth year, uh, creating content. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like how we are for our, we're like, still small town on, on, on our Patreon and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, it's awesome to see it go, go so much bigger for you. And I remember you were streaming a lot of stuff for IGN. Well, when you were not for IGN directly, but when you worked at IGN, you started streaming the animal mm-hmm. crossing regularly. And I could tell that you had bigger, had big audience for that as well. So it mm-hmm. makes sense to like go straight into streaming after that, you know, 
among and of course coming back to you know coming back to our world but also your world before you know like podcasting and all that that's that's definitely cool and not that you left it in any way you were still hosting nbc which which i'll miss i'll miss that for sure i don't know if i yeah, have me too yeah it's like you're the last you're the last thing i had there to to care about and i now i'm ever never listen to nbc again i'm kidding I, i'll probably listen to one at some point but but for i did sure, i mostly sure. i mostly listened to the ones that you hosted because i thought they were Oh, thanks. That means a lot. Like, it's, you know, obviously I I never, you know, I'm not rooting for people to be like, oh, I'm done with this thing now. But uh, it's meant a lot hearing from, you know, you and then other people of saying like, even if it's not, oh, I'm leaving the show forever, but just like that my presence will be missed and that I I added value to that team. Um, Yeah, that's super meaningful to me. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing now. But I I thought about it. I was like, well, I'm gonna be kind of sad if I listen to it, because I know Janet won't be on it. So I was like, (laughs) but also, I mean, I have like a million other podcasts to listen to, so it's yeah. kind of. And I well, try now, to. Yeah. Now Jan has her own podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was saying, and you're back to it again because you know you had that you had the two drink minimum one before, so mm-hmm. now you're back. Uh, I should have said that at the opening of the episode, be like, "Hey, Janet goes independent here," you know, because you are, you know, and that's and that's great. I mean, that's great that you'll be able to do do that type of thing. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. And you're and I see you're still like raising money for Black Lives Matter, like stuff like that, and. And that's awesome. Like, how, that's super cool that you're, you're still doing a lot of stuff, you know. And you're trying on, to help yeah. people get into the industry, like yeah. break into the industry, which I think is really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, I'm trying just to, I don't know, make a lot of stuff that I, like, wish existed, that I want to exist or that I want to do. Um, so it's kind of like a definitely been a combination of stuff that I think adds value to people's lives and also things that I'm just passionate about um, and trying to find that balance. But, yeah, it's um, I'm excited to be. Well, like my goal with all of this is to only do stuff that I genuinely want to do. Um, and obviously, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not super passionate about making three TikToks a day, even though I'm, I'm going to try to do that to like push my stuff. So there's always a little bit of caveats like to those things, too. It's not like I'm just going to it's not like literally perfect, but I want to make it as close as it can possibly be. And like the stuff that I'm most passionate about is playing games and talking to people and like, you know, you know, writing that kind of that meta stuff and doing shows like this and like. And those are the things I love the most when I was at IGN, like doing, you know, interviews, doing reviews, doing podcasts. Like the thing I actually liked the least was the thing I was hired to do, which was kind of weird and sort of probably not super sustainable when I like look back on it. But, you know, it was it was my first main industry job. And um, it's weird because now I finally feel like I really am at the point where I just feel like I'm in the industry. Like even when I as soon as I left IGN, I didn't feel any differently at all in terms of like my role in, in the industry. And I don't think that's something I felt before getting IGN. I think uh, even though I never said I was like, oh, an aspiring journalist, I was always very like, I'm a content creator, I'm doing it. I didn't really feel like I was fully into it um, yet. And now I feel like I'm I'm here and I'm, there's like not really an end in sight unless I, you know, change my mind and, and shift careers or something, yeah. um, which is a really nice feeling to have. You know, I think it's something that not a lot of people can genuinely feel within themselves. So I'm, I'm glad I'm there. Yeah, so well, yeah, I mean, you're a career you're, path and you're going. So you're definitely established in what you're doing as far as like maybe doing something and feeling imposter syndrome or whatever. Like you don't need to worry about that. You're an established. There's definitely been a lot of that. That was like all the lead up in January. It was like, you know, I don't want to, I could talk about it forever. So I don't want to go you know too long. I I know we have the the rest of things to to talk about, but yeah, like it, it took a lot. And like, I've said this on a lot of shows, but I kind of want to say it a lot just to really put it out there. Like um, my boyfriend, Isaiah for like helping me come up with, 
my tiers even for my Patreon. Because like when I first did my draft in my Patreon, I was like, okay, every hundred dollars, I'm launching like an entirely new show. Like literally, that was my yeah, original right? idea. And he's like, <laughs> you will burn to the ground. One, that's not sustainable. You yeah. can't do all that. Two, you're worth more than that, and people will pay you more than that. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't see anyone giving me any. You know, I think, and you guys are on Patreon, so you kind of know how it is. It does, it can feel like you really want to give that value to the audience because they're mm. giving you money and like you're freaking giving me money in a pandemic like i yeah. gotta move you know the earth and that's not obviously the case and no patrons ever feel that way like people on patreon are like the nicest people in the world they're literally like i just love what you do and mm-hmm. here's just money and i'm not even gonna watch your exclusive content so like also why you know maybe you don't make a whole exclusive content so there's been a whole bunch of stuff um greg miller also was like a huge help with that like i had contacted him you know, right after and told my plans, like he was one of the earliest people I was in touch with, like in as a as a peer in the industry. Um, and then I like hit him up again. And I'm like, hey, can I like show you my draft? And can you tell me like, you know, give me some advice on it. Uh, and he was also very much of the mind of like, yeah, nope, put this higher, like you don't need to do this much stuff, start kind of smaller, start slow, people will pay for it, people do, you know, it'll happen. And like, when I launched it, I'm like, hmm but is it who's who's actually gonna pay for this um you know but like people people did and people have and people are doing that and it's you know i really didn't i didn't really believe that that would happen but i like believed enough to do the action which has sort of been like my motto in my career because i'm like yeah i don't if i had to bet on it i'm like "Mm, i got the rent this month but i don't know about the next one you know what i mean like i'm sure you know with with so much instability that's been going on i'm sure a lot of you can relate to that like Mm -hmm. it's um but yeah to have people show out and like I I took that leap and I had so many people in my life who were like, you, you need to do this and you can do this and it'll, it'll be successful. Um, and like, I'm so thankful to have like those people who believe in me when I don't believe in me, because that's like been everything for me in, 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 you know, before I got to IGN and now after. So, um, yeah, like shout out to, to everyone out there for all that support. For sure. And even like, you've even showed support like towards us and all this as it's going like from mentioning us on NVC and, and I always feel like, uh, you're one of the few people that reads my tweets when I <laughs> when I when I when I'm on yeah, Twitter really or whatever. Good. So I appreciate it. Yeah, my uh, my comment on uh, the video game awards was that was pretty cool. That was my two minutes of fame when you like re- retweeted uh, <laughs> when I made a comment about how long the show was and how bored I was and all that. Like I just yeah, said, yeah. like, is there really two more hours of this? <laughs> I felt like, that so much though yeah. when you said that. I was like. But you know I'm going to stay for the whole thing because I'm yeah. a nerd, but I'm like, sure. damn, this yeah. shit's long. <laughs> I think uh, Jess and I watched it together, and I think she was incredibly bored by it. But <laughs> it was just because and, – and I was kind of bored by it too just because a lot of it's like all this first-person shooter stuff, which she has like absolutely no in- interest in whatsoever. So it's like it's like, yeah, this is dumb. And then, and then like and then they had the Mario Orchestra, which was like the most exciting part, which was like 10 minutes. And they didn't even play Sunshine in that, but no, it's yeah, it's it's great. Slide it again, yeah. <laughs> in a way, I'm glad I missed it then because I would have pissed. Yeah, rather no sunshine. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah, it's it's great to hear that you're doing all doing all this good stuff. And it's all. I remember the very first time, the very first time you were on Nintendo Main, you said that you want to work at IGN so you can leave IGN. And here you are, <laughs> you've done you've done it, you've gotten there. Did I really? That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I don't like. There's go, so many fucking oh, clips that go, I wish I had of things. I can I can so I can get it for you if you want, if you want it. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, you can. Um, uh, it's uh, say you can look it up. Like it's. Uh, I, I mean, I know. Like, if you listen to us on Spotify, you can go all the way back to number one. But I have uh, 
if I can find out what the number is, I could probably get like the raw, find the raw file because I have everything backed up through yeah, that's external so hard funny. drives and all that stuff because I'm ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, like you know, that, take but. your time. I'm sure you're very busy <laughs> making all these damn content. Like every, I feel like every two seconds I get a, an email from y'all, you know, because I'm like, yeah, um, I think I'm actually on pa- your Patreon. Yeah, you are. Thank you. So I get those emails and it's just like content, content, content. Like, oh, I'm just casually dropping like hours of like podcasts and like yeah. I can barely do the one a week that's like, a 20 minute show so I, 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 yeah I was, y'all yeah. be going hard i hope but uh, yeah i always feel like i'm annoying people <laughs> like the people the yeah, people that are on the patreon always like am i annoying them that they're getting these emails all the time that's like but I, but the way it, i mean the way i try to look at and it and i also it was pretty cool that you asked me questions about uh patreon as well when that was happening i thought i was like oh cool i get to you know i get to get to help you out with that you know because i've been trying to do it for however long but yeah, I always feel like I might be annoying somebody where they're like, oh my God, another one from them. I'm going to block that. You know, or the, maybe some of the patrons would, would just block my emails because they're tired of seeing it. But I know I'd never feel that way about any podcast because I always want more. Yeah. yeah. Podcasts. Right. And I, and I think, and I have a, and I, and I've, you know, I've patrons, I, I'm a, you know, do Patreon for a lot of, for a lot of different shows and a lot of them I don't listen to all of them, but I just do it because I like the people, you know, and, that, and that's a lot of it as well where it's like, you just want to support the person. You might not be able to listen to everything they do. Like I support like Talking Simpsons, like and th- those guys, and they do like they they do like I don't know, like five episodes a week or something. It's so hard to keep up with them. They do so many fucking episodes. Well, that's I, the thing. And is I'm like so you, far behind, but I just like those guys because they're you well. Know, you also have cool. that to listen to later. You know, yeah. Like, it's good to know there's a back catalog of stuff to if you run out of stuff to listen to. Yeah, when the apocalypse finally comes to a full, full fledged <laughs> yeah. thing, like have the memory ready to go, yeah. get that one tera memory card or switch. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't have time. Like I have plenty of time now because I'm not because I'm not working again. But it's like I don't always want to listen to podcasts. Like there's a lot of other stuff to do. Well, the best yeah. thing to do is always nothing, right? Like yeah. I'm here talking about like oh, I have like all this all this passion. And I'm finally doing exactly what I want to do. But you know what? I want to do more than that nothing i just want to say like that's that's always nothing is undefeated laying down in my bed and watching scrubs for the 12th time yeah it's not gonna get better than that it just isn't and that's okay (laughs) i like i like it right yeah i like your uh that you're getting getting back you can do that now you realize you can do that right now i got a cousin (laughs) (laughs) um i literally watched that movie like a few weeks ago it's so good uh office space yeah 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't just... really want to. I don't. I don't really like to talk about my flair. If we could just <laughs> do something else. Hey, do you do you want to come watch uh, Kung Fu? Yeah, sure. I love Kung Fu. <laughs> it's like so fucking weird. <laughs> they were. We were. Uh, I was talking about that for some reason with Jess. I don't know. I don't remember what it was about, but it was for some reason uh, Office Space came up. Maybe it was because of uh, we were watching one of the DC animated movies and Diedrich uh, Diedrich Bader. He's the voice of Batman on some of the newer animated stuff. So we were talking about him from Office Space, maybe. But no, that yeah, that movie's still still great. To jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Between that and uh, I'd say King of the Hill and uh, Idiocracy, like he's got these times nailed, like he's in his predictive, predictive yeah. way. Yeah, Idiocracy, man. <laughs> I remember watching. I, I love the premise of that movie, but it's just it's so dumb. I guess it has to be oh, dumb yeah, because of the dumb. premise it's of it. But it's just like everything. But everything now is so dumb. So they were so they were so ahead of things <laughs> on the way. So, uh, what is your? Um, I guess this won't pa- this won't post till Friday. But like, let's we'll do it again at the end. But do it at the beginning here. Tell everybody, you know, your your schedule and where they can find you and all that stuff, and yeah, what you and sure. what you have coming up. Yeah. So, um, 
You can find me everywhere on the internet, on social media, on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, under the handle Game Onisys. That's Game O-N-Y-S-U-S. And most notably, you can find me on Patreon. Um, I'm not going to go into depth on all my tiers. I have a YouTube video on it, and that video is embedded on that page. But um, a lot of different tiers. Uh, we got, the I think, the 1, the 5, the 10, the 25, all offering different things. So check them out. You know, there might be something that interests you there. And if there doesn't, you can also follow the Patreon page for free. I still post stuff there that's available to everyone. I think not a lot of people know that you can use Patreon that way as well. Um, and I have a Discord that's linked on there too. That's free. Uh, if you're a patron or a Twitch sub, you get like a, a super extra secret channel that we basically just go in there and just say like, oh, it's cool. It's a secret channel. And we don't, you know, that's basically the extent of it, you know, talking about content and stuff. Um, sometimes I go there for, you know, questions and ideas and things um, just as an extra way to like reach people more conveniently. Um, as far as content, I stream four times a week on Twitch. Um, that schedule is posted on my Twitch, but generally it is Monday. Wait, it's not Monday. Just kidding. It's Tuesday, 3 to 7 PT. I'm doing charity streaming, fundraising for different Black Lives Matter related organizations. Um, that org changes based on, you know, when we're done fundraising for one. It's all indie games from that itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. So it's like, did you buy that bundle and you know what the hell to play in it? Because yep. there's like literally a thousand things. I say I bought that bundle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Don't don't even you don't even gotta play it. Just watch me play it. You could pick and choose <laughs> the good ones, leave the bad ones in the trash. You know, you can have a good time that way. Uh, and we also raise money for a good cause, so it's a win win. On um, Wednesdays from twelve to four p.m., I do Animal Crossing. That's just working on my island. On Fridays from three to seven p.m. PT, I do Best of Twenty Twenty One Watch. So that game will always change based on. What's coming out this month? We started with Super Meat Boy Forever because that was late December. Uh, then we did Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, and this Friday is Hitman Three, so uh, we'll see how that goes. And then now the next Friday is the Medium, which I'm horrified by because I think it's kind of scary, and I don't do scary, so that'll be fun. You'll watch me be afraid; it'll be good. Other than that, Saturday mornings, I put the time offhand. I do like two hours Animal Crossing, so that's my my short light stream. Sometimes I'll change that out if I do like a collab. Like last week, I streamed at Zombie for um, Sackboy. Um, and then every week on Monday publicly, my podcast gets posted. It's Game Honestness Weekly. It is a quick hit news show. It's the goal is 25 minutes a piece. It goes through the biggest news stories, stuff that's free. So like highlighting demos, cool stuff to buy. And I think that's like generally the extent of it. So it's like real quick hits, just saying like, hey, here's what went down. I give some quick opinion and context and then move on. So everything goes by really quickly. So it's like we talked about having a million podcasts. If you're like, you want to keep up, but you don't really want to have that one hour of like or you know one two hours of people like going in depth on it this is going to be a quick overview for you um and then obviously if you also just like my my content my opinions then that's an extra one but that's kind of the goal of that it's also on youtube as well so it's on youtube and all major podcasting platforms and those are the main things i do still doing game industry guides on on my uh, blog and stuff uh and just you know stay tuned on twitter i think is the best way to keep up with me for stuff uh, as well as the discord as well so yeah i'm doing a lot of things i try to post about them as much as I can. So hopefully you can catch those if you're following me anywhere. But yeah, that is the rundown of what I'm up to. Mostly Twitch and the podcast. Question for you on the organizational side. Sure, so sure. what do you do to sort of take a step back and put all that stuff in order? Like, do you have a big chart somewhere? Or what do you do to keep track of all that stuff? Yeah, so um, mostly I struggle currently, but... <laughs> you have a lot of um, journals though, most- right? Yeah, <laughs> what I mostly do um, is I have, I do have a physical planner, I hope an Ichi journal, um, and I have like a like a big spread of everything I could possibly think of that needs to get done, and I wrote everything in there. I, I'm still working through that. I started that in the beginning of the month. Um, but as far as like my Twitch schedule, it's pretty set in stone. 
Um, I always know it's Animal Crossing for the um, charity game. I honestly usually pick that the day of. I would like to pick that a little more ahead of time moving forward, like set like, oh, every Sunday I pick it so I can promote it more. Um, And then for the best of, I actually have um, in the beginning of my journal, I wrote out all of the major game releases and I highlighted in pink what the Fridays are. So I'm kind of just dropping them down. Um, It's sort of like hardish to see here. I don't know if it'll focus. It might not because I'm like my face is here, but uh, we'll see if it focuses. But if it doesn't, it has like um, I can see the colors. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like it's a little bit blurry. I can send you all a photo of it if, if you are interested uh, or post it in the, the Facebook group that y'all have. Um, but we got like next month, Little Nightmares 2, Super Mario uh, 3D World, Persona 5 Strikers, and Bravely Default 2 are like the biggest releases that I know yeah. of. So, okay, on the 5th, that's kind of TBD because nothing's out yet. But on the 12th, we'll probably do Mario, you know, Super Mario 3D World. Then the 19th, probably Little Nightmares. The 26th, probably Bravely Default 2 because it's a little bit more... Are you uh, Persona Strikers? That's I'll, basically how it goes. I'll be interested to see because I mean you're you're not really a huge RPG fan, right? Well, I guess no. you did you did all the po- <laughs> I mean you did all the Pokemon stuff, but Bravely Default's pretty fucking. That's like it's like pretty hardcore god tier, yeah. as, as a friend of mine would would call it. But Bravely Default's like it doesn't fuck around. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an interesting time. I don't know if we're okay. gonna have a bad time, but you know, and I, I like that you brought it up too because like I'm always so careful because I don't want to be dismissive, but like. Yeah, Pokemon's a different kind of RPG. It's yeah. like, you know, you don't. We all know it's like a, it's a certain kind of formula. It's like a beginners, you like Pokemon yeah, yeah. does not mean you like RPGs, um, like as a genre. So that'll be interesting. Um, but that's that's always been my goal to play like whatever is the main thing. Um, I think Call of Duty or like a few other ones are like I kind of just skip those because I know that's way out of my wheelhouse. But um, yeah, something like Bravely Default. I'm guessing I'm not going to like it, but we don't know. And I'd like to see, you know, what is my critical opinion of it. So um, let's basically how I schedule that out. And then for my new show, um, I do a couple things. I have a uh, private Twitter list of different uh, sources that I'll like scroll through. And then I also check like major outlets, you know, IGN, Polygon. Um, those are like the main, the verge, like those are kind of my main core ones that I'll, I'll hit the news thing and go through that. And then um, also just looking around, like I tried to highlight, you know, like I said, free stuff. So yeah, if I catch that, like, I know Little Nightmares had a demo out last week, um, and the first game is free on Steam. So, you know, just highlighting little stuff like that wherever I pick it up. Um, but, yeah, that's mostly how I've organized it. I'm still sort of getting into the flow of really mapping out, like, during this day, I'm going to work on this specific project um, and kind of making that more standardized. But it's a lot of, you know, sort of going with the flow and seeing where stuff fits in. Um, but a lot of the macro stuff is sort of mapped out ahead of time. Yeah, and you, uh, I remember you telling me about that, like how making the list of new stuff on Twitter, and I still do that for this show, where I have like a bunch of stuff marked for Nintendo stuff, and I'll just kind of go through that to try to see what's happening for, for the week, if there's anything we want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's super convenient. It, it, works, it works really good. I'm actually, I think I got added to, um, I think like Corey added me to another thing from his podcast, where I'm on like a content creator list or whatever. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I say stuff, I show up on that, so there's a... Yeah, the, but it's, it really helps for anybody who's trying to follow news like through Twitter. Like I have just same sort of thing, like Nintendo news. And it's a lot of it's just like companies that I follow that do do some Nintendo stuff, but not always, you know, and I just kind of just look through like what they post. Oh, yeah, I have a few of those, too, because like I'll have a few sources on there that are like more entertainment based. And I kind yeah. of gloss over those. But every now and then they do cover like games or tech or something. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, yeah. they end up being relevant. For sure. Was it a, I, I I know it was a, right when. um. Well, you were talking about like how you didn't like doing guides and stuff like that, and I really, I, I really enjoyed reading your stuff in IGN. Like I said before, 
uh, it helped me out on uh, Luigi's Mansion Three and all that. I read a lot of that, but yeah, hell yeah. Was it? Uh, I, I mean, I, I always want to think that it's partially that you wanted just wanted to get out of that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven bullshit because weren't you weren't you like poised to do that guide at one point like before? Yeah, did you, I, that yeah. actually was like the last project I was working on. Um, no, I mean it's it's a funny thought for sure, but um, yeah, that, I wouldn't say that was like exactly. I, exactly it but um yeah that was definitely a big project and i'm you know i'm really glad that you enjoyed that luigi's mansion 3 guide i actually still get like people messaging me about that guide which is very cool and yeah like it'll be it, it's definitely weird you know not having guides um i i don't have any interest in doing guides currently but um it's funny because i was watching my brother play uh last of us one or like my family was playing it uh, i've only played it like once but i played the beginning parts like a lot of times because i kept restarting the game mm-hmm. and um yeah, I will just be sitting there and I'm like, do you want to know the thing? And then like my directions are <laughs> so clear because like I have that background and I also have a teaching background, which is like what what fed into guides as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know what else to do with these very vivid memories of these different areas and games. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, have your back turned this way. On your right, you're going to see a trash can. Pick it up, move yeah. it. On the, like, it's, like, it's very weird. But um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I still have that that wiring a little bit. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a, just how do you – I would always think about writing guides. I'm like, how do you put, like, in a paragraph, how do you explain to somebody what to do, like, on a TV and, like, how to find specific things? Like, I always thought that would be a challenging thing in that. Because you can't – you know, it's not like we can get up and stand at the TV and be like, go over there, <laughs> you know, like yeah. how you would do at home, like, yeah, like with your it's family. Like a, yeah. It's like a whole other thing. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, I still – I'm still of the mind, even though, I, you know, I've talked to other, like, guides writers, like, both – current and past and a lot of people were like yeah it's not really like most people most people don't really have like a passion for it just sort of ends up being what they end up doing um which i didn't really realize until really recently and i'm like oh these conversations would have been helpful (laughs) earlier probably um but but yeah it's definitely a a, i think it's something that everyone should at least try out if you're like someone that's going into games media and you're open to all kinds of writing it's a very different thing and i've enjoyed um getting to know like a different player base than you normally talk to because usually you know when you're in podcasts or other things like these are really hardcore people who are like really intense and like you know like i mean obviously everyone uses guys to some degree but you you think about writing for a different a different audience of gamer and you also realize how like wide gaming is it's like okay some of these people just like want to be able to like play this play through this or like mm-hmm. the, you know not everyone understands this one thing or like not everyone understands what 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 an aoe is so like you have to you know um or in whatever area of attack i like mix those, that, yeah, those yeah. words up but you know what i meant yeah so um it's definitely it's it's different and yeah i think everyone should at least try it it's like a whole different like type of writing mm-hmm. i would imagine it uh one thing i thought about with writing guides is it probably gives you a really good insight into like game design like whether or not you realize that you're absorbing like game design as you go because you're really breaking down how these games are presented to to write a guide you would have to just like pay attention to every little detail and study it oh yeah totally like i sent um i was when i was working on the last of us two guide um brendan graber also worked on that guide with me uh for the collectible specifically shot to brendan because i was like oh, i don't want to find all these coins like don't make me i'm not gonna be good at it like <laughs> yeah. brendan's better than me at this please let him help me uh, when he became free for that project, I was like, thank God, because now I know this will get done on time. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, I was not so sure. But like, I, I literally would slack him like photos of like, like alleyway things. And I'm like, hey, I think I can get up, the, you know, like j- pretending like I'm in the oh. game because I'm just like, literally every, you know, it's a very, it's a very formulaic style. If you, if you played Last of Us 1 or 2, it's like, okay, we're taking that dumpster and we're probably moving it somewhere. And like, you really just start to see 
a, a lot of the stuff repeat itself. Um, sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad. But yeah, it does make you, I think, hyper aware of like, I, I see what this is, or okay, I see the system, or, okay, this this boss is designed really like smartly, or this one's kind of cheap because I can't find what the thing <laughs> is supposed to be. I'm slowing down, I'm rewatching my footage, and I'm not seeing it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely different. Do, do, do they ever give you, like, I always wondered this about guides, like, the company doesn't give you any sort of outline, right? You just like, I, I would figure that doing guides is kind of like testing games, where you're kind of just like going all over it to try to find all of the little extra things. So you're not really playing it like you would a regular game. Like, it's not necessarily enjoyable, right? Because you have to co- cover like so much spots to try to find everything, right? Or, or does Or does the company say like, hey here's the amount of things that are in this level. Do they give you oh, any sort man. of guidance or you just go in there and try to find everything? They basically, I mean, it's definitely evolved over the years as like technology has, has improved. Cause I've talked to like guides writers who like, we didn't have screenshot technology. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. I don't know how to, or we didn't have Elgato's to capture. Like it. So it's, it's definitely changed over the years, but as far as like from the publisher developer side, you get um, very little um, in the way of guidance. You, you can contact them obviously. Cause that's not against the rules, but they one might not get back to you that's basically it. They might not come back to you. So usually I would only ask a question if I like really felt like I needed to know and like couldn't find that information elsewhere. I think the only time I've ever, I ever personally contacted someone for other, like we, we used to contact too at IGN, like we'd contact for like map assets because maps were a big thing or are a big thing at IGN um, for guides. But the only question I ever asked was to the control team about like the number of certain collectibles. And they answered kind of um, oddly in a way that didn't really, um, answer my question so i rephrased it and then i kind of realized i don't know if they know how many are in oh sure the game for yeah. certain mm-hmm. ones but they're not tied to any like achievement or requirements so like it's not really that deep for the player um or for the guide but it was kind of like a weird moment of like i don't know if you act and maybe they do and just didn't want to tell me i don't know but it seems kind of like weird um that was the only time that i've like had to ask anything we did have another case of um for borderlands 3 I didn't ask this question, um, but someone else on the team did about like a boss about the kilovolt boss, and the conclusion was like the boss is just like hard as fuck and a little cheap. So like there is no secret. So it's just just do it. Um, so that was not good. I did end up killing that boss. That was one of my favorite pages that I wrote. Super hard. Uh, other than that, sometimes with the review code you get or an, an early access code to a game, like an embargoed code, you get like a reviewer's guide. And the reviewer's guide often just has um, encyclopedic information on the game. Sometimes it discusses the development of the game. Um, and occasionally there are things like, here are some tips and tricks or things like that. Or, um, you know, and, and sometimes they'll send those along the way too. That's a little bit rarer, but I I, um, I have had cases of like that also being the case of like, hey, here's like more information on this one thing. Or maybe like some people are asking about this, like in the industry of people playing it early. So here's the information. Yeah, but you don't really get like anything in the way of like the idea of like something like Luigi's Mansion, where when I made the walkthrough, you have like the floors and the bosses. Like you don't really get like an outline like that or anything like that. So it's it's very much you figuring out as far as enjoyment. Um, I think it depends on what the structure of your guide writing is, like what outlet you're doing it for. So I've had guides that I have had to do the whole thing myself. Um, But usually if that was the case, there's also a little bit of an understanding of like, maybe that won't get done depending on how much time I have for the project. If I was a freelancer doing a project, but as a staff member, usually we had to divide it up pretty clearly. So um, it'd be something like I, like with last of us Two. I did the walkthrough and um, additional supplementary pages like codes and combinations list or something, which is basically an extension of the walkthrough, just broken out. And um, I was doing the collectibles and then Brandon came in 
bless his heart. And I got to like pass off some of those to Brendan and he did some of the, that work, but that was very much divided on like, okay, I'm doing all the, the writing of the walkthrough and all the boss guides and all of everything else. Brendan, your job is just to make sure you find these and write up where they are. And you're going to like put that in a doc and I'm going to insert that into the walkthrough where it fits. Um, so in those cases, like, I'm not sure, you know, how, how that changed his experience with the game, for instance, or like mine, if I had a certain task, but usually you have pockets of things that you could play normally. So it's not like, like you're totally in that mode all the time, but I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard to think about. Like I loved the last of us too, for instance, and I wrote the guide for it. Would I have loved it more if I was, I mean, I think I would have had more fun playing it if I wasn't doing the guide. Cause I wouldn't be like, yeah. I hope I find everything or I hope I like am not missing something or something, but you know, it'd be less stressful, I guess. But um, in that case, in the case of Luigi's Mansion also, I still really love that game. It was kind of just like I, I got to play a game that I ended up loving, but I did have to play it, I guess, in a way that I normally wouldn't. So I guess it's an odd scenario. Um, I could definitely see some people maybe hating it, but I think I think you would only hate it if you hate also the work of it. And I never like hated guides. I just didn't have like as much of a passion as I did for these other factors of my job. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's different and it's like a slower pacing too, because a lot of times, like when I'm playing a game for a guide, I'm like recording it and then I'm rewatching my footage and then I'm taking notes. So it's sort of like, for me, my style in guides writing was I had some time where I was playing and it was kind of just more like playing carefully, like how I, which is how I play normally anyway. So it kind of worked out. So you'd have like pockets of normalcy, but then you'd go back to like meticulously like organized pages and, and documents in a way that you won't if you're just playing for fun. Do you ever feel like when you're playing a game, even just for fun, do you find yourself being like, how would I tell someone else how to play yes, this right now? A hundred percent. I don't think I've done that too much in like the last month or two where I've had like one, the holidays I did take time off like for myself and everything and my, and hang out with my family. And then I took time to like plan my stuff. So, um, you know, it's been kind of a slow roll back into, um, really diving into like playing games outside of, of streaming and content. Um, but yeah, like so many times that's like short answer. Yes. Like I'll just think about how it would be described to me or, or how I would, um, like I was playing the pathless and I remember thinking about like, okay, how would, like what is the the like trick to this thing and how will I do this and how should someone write it? Um, sometimes too when I'm using guides because I also like have used guides like both while I was at IGN and after like that's just part of how I play games sometimes. Um, sometimes I'll also judge the guide if I don't think it's written clearly enough. I'm like, this doesn't really tell you what this thing is or it tells you to dodge but not how and like, which is also part of my job too at, at the time, like looking at freelancers work and trying to give them feedback on how to make their pages better. So I'm hoping that that won't happen very much now, but I can't promise that it won't. It's definitely like ingrained. I mean, that's that's always like something you can go to with your Twitch stream too, if you want, like, because you yeah. have so much experience in doing guides, you could do like a Let's Play of something like live, you know, that that could be something worth, yeah, worth and I'm watching. Like super, you know? um, like I, you know, I've, I've always been very like, communal with my gaming i think it's because i grew up with like you know i've mentioned my brother on, on my content a lot he's like six years older than me uh we always you know game together and watch each other play and try to figure things out together and like it it was I, i've always been cool with that like i know some people like are really against like backseat gaming and if you stream like that that's totally valid but like for me i'm literally just like oh if anyone knows what to do let me know because i'm literally just gonna like walk across this wall until we figure it out okay like whatever like i'm I'm like pretty laissez-faire with it, even though like I do have like a guides background. So maybe I sure I can figure out maybe some things really well or like some things might come easier. But um, I've like learned so much from getting to play in front of other people that I wouldn't have known about like a game 
either. And like, I've really loved, like, especially with Animal Crossing, which I did work on that guide and I've played a lot of personal hours. Uh, it's so much fun to me when I'm playing and someone is in my stream and they're like, I didn't know you could do that. Mm. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm like, oh yeah. And it's like, it's, it's really nice to like get to learn and teach at the same time. And like, that's what I really enjoy about. Like, that's one of the things I enjoy about Twitch. You get to have that dynamic, which I, you don't normally have when you're just like playing alone. Cause you're probably not going to go and tweet out, Hey, by the way, you can put palm trees on the ground. If you put sand down first, like maybe you <laughs> yeah. will in the beginning when the game first comes yeah. out, but you know, it's the kind of stuff that doesn't happen uh, in, a, in any other context. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any pointers like to uh, to streaming and all that for to to let people know, like to try to get people to watch your stream and all that? I've been trying to do it forever, and it's uh, difficult, you know, for the, yeah. you, that you've learned like now. Because I know you said you were like studying a bunch, like when you're trying to get like, you know, make this like one of your main things. Like, what is there anything you learned that you that you could tell us or our listeners or about that? Yeah, I mean, as far as getting people to watch, I think it is, I mean, there's always a little bit of luck involved, but um, just being really present on, like, other social media, um, people always talk about, like, Twitch's discoverability is, like, pretty bad, (laughs) Um, which it can be, especially depending on, like, the game you play, Um, I think looking to it, like, if you want to try to, like, some people do try to game the system and, like, look at the categories and, like, break down these numbers, and I think that can be helpful, Um, there are certain games that have, like, really solid communities for traffic like i think stardew is like one of those games where it's like okay the the highest streamer at any given time is like not a crazy concurrent versus like if you look at like csgo like that's probably like a professional person like a professional gamer you know or something um so there's that element but i think you know the other thing too it's most of the time kind of like patreon like people are there for you they're not there for your like gaming skills or um the game you're playing so, you know, building that community, um, talking all the time. I think that's one thing I like. That's probably why I like streaming so much because I never shut up. So it's like, let's put this to work because yeah. I can like go all day. Um, I don't need an audience. You know, yeah. I have like a one, I just talk a fuck ton. Two, I used to teach. I'm like, what? I'm talking and no one's here? That's fine. We can just, <laughs> I didn't, I don't really need anyone to be here to have a full conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think if you get stuck with that, I mean, there are there are definitely tips for rambling. Um, the main one I just always do is I just narrate what I'm doing in the game. Yeah. And I find that to be the easiest thing. Um, I also a- I like to ask questions when I'm streaming. Um, I don't want to make it ever feel like you need to be talking in my chat to be in my chat. Like you can absolutely lurk. But sometimes and, and then I'll just answer the question, to make it less like awkward. So I'll mm. maybe ask something like, you know, um, oh, like, what about y'all? Like, do you have any goals for your island? Like, here are my goals for my island. And I'll just kind of go about that. And it kind of invites people in. Or, you know, sometimes I'll try to think of stuff that's, like, tangential to the game, but maybe related more to life so that it's more than just, like, you know, Animal Crossing, for instance. So maybe I'll say something like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you guys normally look for when you go shopping at a store? Are you, like, window shopping? Do you go in with something in mind? Like, for me, I'm, you know, I know I want to order, I need to get white panels, so I'm just stocking up on that, you know, and I'll kind of just go on like that and then pull on one thing, uh, follow up with people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of just a lot of that, but definitely being on social media more for me, my Twitter presence is like very strong. Every other social media I'm not very good at. So that's something I really want to work on this year. Like get my Instagram game up, TikTok, like all that stuff. Cause like I've nailed one, but I really haven't done much on other ones. Yeah, uh, you, luckily yeah. I'm in gaming and like Twi- Twitter is like the biggest one for gaming for the most part with TikTok really like coming up on the rise, but yeah, you get some um, blue checks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those blue <laughs> checks, like, you know, it's like the, the little bit of extra extra clout there gets you noticed for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think those are kind of my biggest tips. But um, if you have questions, email gameisyouguys at gmail.com. Like, I'll answer streaming stuff, too. Like, the, the main reason I started that site uh, was, like, 
half like I want to help people, half like sort of in a selfish way. Because the thing is, people would ask me stuff and I want to answer. But if I just answer you and someone else asked me the same thing, like I'm not going to look through, like I just felt like I was repeating myself a lot. So I'm like, why don't I, instead of answering your question via DM, I write a blog post on it. I send you the link. We can still talk about it. But now if anyone asks me that, and now I have like this, I'm slowly building up this thing where if anyone asks me a question, I want to be able to link them to a full blog post. Cause one, that saves me time, frankly. And two, that's more helpful for the person because they'll have like a more thorough thing. They can maybe ask a deeper or a follow-up question that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. So um, so yeah, I'd love to answer those like in a, in a larger capacity for like a larger audience. Uh, and then also have a chat with whoever asked it. Sure. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen people do that before. I know, uh, Kent Bailey did that like about, uh, about like the, the super robot wars games. Like people sent her a bunch of questions about that and she just wrote an article about it. It's like, here, here's all the stuff that people have been asking me, you know, do it here. So I understand people doing that for, 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 especially if you're getting the same question a lot, it's like. Here's here's where here's where to find it and all that. Do you think do you think it's better as a streamer to like focus on like one game or do or do variety games? I always hear people say that variety gaming is like worse because I know you're kind of mostly focused on Animal Crossing. Is it better to do that or or uh, or just do? It seems to be hard to keep people interested if you keep jumping around, especially if they want to see like a specific genre and all that i don't know yeah I, I think it depends i mean i'm not sure if i'm the the best person to answer but like i'll just give kind of my perspective on it um i think you know what the thing i always hear which i know i know trey you've attested this it's like you know stream when you can and stream what you want to where yeah. you're like i one thing i love about like how you stream is you're like you know what my best time is 3 a.m for me and like whoever's <laughs> there is there and That's like when I, play, I really yeah. vibe with that because <laughs> it's just like okay like one, there will be people there there are always like at least a few people that like are in your streams chatting um and like too that's what works for you so that's what you're going to do and that's what makes sense maybe that's what's sustainable for like your lifestyle so i think with games it's the same way like i think if you want to be you know a one game streamer i think that's totally fine um i don't think there's one that's necessarily better than the other because again people are there for you not necessarily the game only um because if they want just the game they have a bunch of options why they choose you there had to have been something specific about you that makes them keep coming back or brought them over to your stream for me i like having sort of a little bit of a base like animal crossing is my base it's the first game that i really got into streaming um i still really love it um i was talking to fuchsia about it today and i'm like i see myself going for at least another year on it because i have a lot more i want to do and i'm still having fun um and then the other thing that i'm kind of adding in like other games to sort of like because i know i'm like more than just animal crossing um another thing too like you know and i love nintendo it's why i'm on the show but like I try to like show that like I play more than Nintendo games, even though I really love Nintendo games and sure. I play a fuck ton of Nintendo. But, uh, you know, I do want to like remind people that like I did play Miles and I do play these other things. So um, that's sort of like my happy medium to me where I have like a pretty strong Animal Crossing base. And when I'm looking for other streamers, I kind of plan on looking for other Animal Crossing streamers, at least as an easy way to find uh, more people to kind of link with and be able to raid and be able to like, you know, network with and all that. But um but yeah, so I'm kind of doing, I'm personally doing a little bit of both. Um, but I think more than anything, you should do what you're passionate about because that's what is going to be easiest for you to like talk about and get excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why like for me, my streams are themed, like my best of 2021 thing. It's like, okay, cool. This has flexibility. It's going to always change. It it aligns with my passion, which is playing like the latest games that are out. And I think it'll like be fun and interesting. And like, we'll have like, you know, just different things to offer each time. Um, same with my indie stream where it's like, okay, well, the, the goal there is like the raising money thing. We're doing it through this thing. So I, I sort of like still aligned it with my interests, even though like two of my days are like variety days. I always, I always figured like what I, what I try to tell myself about it. And I've told other people too, is like, 
Try to stream something that you know how to play also. I've had some pretty bad streams where I, where I stream something right when it comes out, which mm-hmm. works sometimes. Like if you're doing like a Friday night release and it releases at 11 and you're one of the few people that are streaming it, people will watch it. But if you don't know what to do in the game, it can be, you know, people drop off pretty quickly if like you don't know how to play the game or you don't know. I don't know. I feel like the better streams that I've done is stuff that I actually know how to play and then I can play fairly well i guess yeah i think that's definitely um i think that uh, too like if i'm being really honest you know talking about imposter syndrome one reason i didn't stream for a long time like it's because i was really nervous about being bad at games in front of people (laughs) like (laughs) even though i was very open about like okay i'm not this you know savant gamer like i'm just a normal player but i'm like yeah but like I don't, especially being like a guides person, I just feel like I should be really good at them. And I just felt kind of weird. Like I had a project that I, I eventually do want to stream again, my top 100 games project, which was originally just based off IGN's top 100 list. I probably would expand that now that I'm not there just to make it more. To your like, own. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Fuck their 100. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. As, as a basis, at least. But yeah, I actually do want to make my own. And that's kind of was, was one of the goals on doing it, on, on tracking all those games. And um, so many people were like, oh my God, I'd love to see you play this like it's so exciting you're playing fable for the first time you're playing bioshock for the first you know and i'm like that's cool um i don't want you to see this because it's not good like you (laughs) know um but the truth is like people also i I think it kind of depends on i think your comfort level with with being bad at a game or what your your willingness to kind of learn or what resources might be out there too if the game just came out there might not be you know a lot of help out there but like something like the witcher 3 everyone's played that but me so okay, let me be bad at it. Let's fucking figure it out and have it be fine. But I was really like not, it took me a long time to feel comfortable with the idea of potentially being bad at a game in front of a live audience. Cause it just, I don't know. It seemed really stressful to me and I thought it would, would be shitty or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So far it's been like, it's been fine. And I feel like you're never as like bad as you think you're going to be. And again, unless you're a pro level player, People aren't going to be there because you're doing like crazy shit. They're going to be there because they're like, you're hang out and like, check it out. And like, sure. you know, as long as you're doing a good job being a host there and you're gracious in your shitty gameplay, people will be okay with it. Um, <laughs> Most people secretly admire someone who will get up and do something just for doing it, even if they're bad at it. Oh, yeah. right? Like even like if you imagine people at a comedy club who like are watching a comedian and there's the one guy who heckles, right? Is everybody thinking what the heckler is thinking? Not not really. Everybody is thinking like, you know, it's nice that this person got up on stage and did what they wanted to do and did their best and all that. Yeah. And as long as you own it, it's kind of like dancing, right? You always look a million times worse if you're not committing to your shitty dancing. Like if you just at least commit to it, well, you look good, no, but you won't like seem awkward and stiff. So it's kind of like that, I think, with with being bad on stream. Um which I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep that in mind this Friday because I I don't think I'm gonna be good at fucking Hitman, y'all. I don't think I know how to play Hitman. Um, it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna see how it goes. Are you? Uh, um, I've been you playing the tutorial for two hours. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, yeah that's like I'm so many of my streams where it's like literally I'm like okay. Or that happened at the end of my Scott Pilgrim stream too with my brother, which was like a bummer. We went an hour long trying to beat the final boss. Spoilers. Well, for, like, I mean, but games yeah. playing, and it's like I'm like yo, y'all about to watch me. Um, just grind for like these CDs for like an hour, mm. and that's just what it's gonna be. And like sure. I don't know, people people usually aren't as high holding these things to, like crazy high standards as like you are. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a there's definitely a credit to like trying to show them like what you would be doing anyway. You know, like uh, if you needed to go grind or something, and they just get a piece of how you've been playing that type of thing. On the subject of like not being good, I actually was playing. I played like the lead the latest. Uh, 
um, Bravely Default demo, the Bravely Default 2 demo on stream. And it's like fucking stupid hard. Like I was having, I consider myself a pretty, a pretty like good RPG person or whatever. And I was like just getting my ass handed to me over and over and over again with this boss. But I actually had a decent amount of people like encouraging me through the comments to keep playing it. But eventually I just had to quit because I got so angry that I would just couldn't. Because I would get, you know, I did it like a, a few times and I got so close and I'm just like, I, I can't do I can't do this. This is driving me. This is just this is just bugging me too much. I gotta go. But but I felt like the people who were there were actually genuinely nice about it, you yeah. know. And they're like, no, you you know you can do it. You gotta you gotta try doing this or like uh you know one more time. And like when I die, they'll be like, oh man, you're so close. You should try it again. I'm like, okay, yeah. Fine. People are really so it's kind of it's kind of like that. Like, yeah. Anyone that would be an asshole to you for not being good at a game is someone that you also don't want watching you stream. Yeah. Like I will like block <laughs> that person. So like I haven't actually had many instances where I've needed to block anyone on my yeah. stream at all. But yeah, it's like if you're an asshole, goodbye. <laughs> like it doesn't, you know, because yeah, it shouldn't. It's not a prerequisite for you to be like this amazing player for like people to like be cool with with you playing. There was this one time Jeremy and I we were streaming the NES games together, like the multiplayer. And there was this kid that came on there, and he's like, "Yeah, these are shit games for a shit system." And I'm like, "So, so you don't like NES games, right?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, uh, what's up?" And then he's just like still there, hanging out and watching our stuff. It was just funny that he came in and like wanted to talk shit on Nintendo, but then he stayed there, and then he like followed us. People are so like, people are so weird on on Twitch. Like oh, they yeah. show up and call you a piece of shit, and then follow you like right after that. It's like what? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, think about that guy on uh. That was YouTube, but we did the live stream of uh, the Stardew Valley multiplayer. Oh, yeah, Stardew Valley, yeah. And that was like one of my favorite comments ever, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's the one that we have quite a few views on, but... uh, It's like one of our most watched one on the YouTube channel is our Jeremy and I trying to figure out the multiplayer of Stardew Valley. Which there wasn't anywhere to look to. The day that it premiered, yeah, yeah. So nobody had talked about it, so... And and there's this one guy who wrote like this whole paragraph about how we sucked because it took us 45 minutes to figure out how to do multiplayer and it's like and he had to watch it because his yeah, kid like because his kid to wanted it. to see it yeah and then at the and end then- yeah at the end he kind of takes it back he's like he's like but aside from that it was a pretty good video I'm like what yeah, it's like he just <laughs> tears That's into hilarious. us and then he's like other than all that. Pretty good but movie. like, I mean, yeah. I've been playing Splatoon two since it came out, and I still don't know how to fucking do that multiplayer because there, it's like, like sometimes multiplayer is just weird. I mean, that was actually one of uh like our like most popular, at least for a while, like pages on the Animal Crossing guide, how to play multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that page, and it's a long page. It's longer than anything should need to be. It should just be select friend, and then you just get you know, oh yeah yeah like. There's it, always all yeah. these extra steps. Who makes the room? This room has a whatever, and then you gotta mm. sync up on this thing. It's just too much. So yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy and I. We used to do it where we would just try to like just hit A at the same time and hope that we landed in the same room. We would do that for Tetris 99 also. Yeah, I where, did that too. Where we like that. count it down. Way. Yeah. That's like, mm-hmm. Well, they might have updated it now. I actually haven't played yeah. in a while, but like that was the only way. Like me and my brother would just hope that. We were one of the ninety, just in the ninety-nine. Yeah, so we, we would, yeah, we would count down. We would, we would count down like three, two, one, go, and then we would say whatever the blocks were when it starts. Yeah, we call like, like the first yeah. four pieces. And then like, match yeah, like do we have the same pieces? And they're like, okay, we're in the same room. But yes, yeah, Splatoon is this whole like that's like rocket science practically. It's so weird. It's I know that it was where you can join your friends sometimes. Like if there's not a splat fest. Yeah, but so you gotta be joinable. Fest, you can't. But then I'm like, yeah. but then there's this, there's like a private battle, and then there's also friends. And then there's like like league bat like I'm like 
Yeah. There's like rivals. But you have so to have things. But if you want to do like friend battle, you have to have like four people. You can't just do it's so dumb. Exactly. Like you can't just or have, then if you want to do like yeah. league, it's like, wait, are you all the same rank in what's currently active right now? I'm yeah, like, yeah. This is, you know what? It's I, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I never understand. I mean, I'm still gonna show up for Splatoon three, but like I'm gonna be mad, you know. Sure, <laughs> yeah. And on the on that note we can transition into into stuff you've been playing. I just wanted to, you know, we gotta have our interview at the front here about where you're at oh, and all for that sure. nowadays, you know. It's we just feel like we get, you know, we have our Janet episodes at like different spots of the career and all that. You have gotta I was like, I oh, just, man, I can't I just wanna know one. what's up. <laughs> I just wanna know what's up, like yeah. I'm glad we yeah, and it's always yeah, it's always it's always stuff. nice to talk to you, especially mm-hmm. it's cool because it's like I feel like it was yeah, it was this one independent and IGN and then you know, various ones. But yeah, uh, what have you been playing lately for the week? Yeah, I've been playing. Um, I, I definitely did dip into Splatoon 2 for the. Uh, I wish I had the shirt on. The I bought that that cheesy shirt where it's like the shirt from the game and the game, you know. The, the Splatfest the one, right? The Mario yeah. one? Yeah. The Splatfest one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I picked the, the Invincibility Star as many, most people did. We lost. Spoilers if you didn't hear that news from the. Uh, I saw it, yeah. The, the folks in Splatoon, the good, the good Splatoon people. Uh, Pearl and Marina, but that was fun. I, I played a bit with my community. It's, it had been a while since I'd done an online game because I actually just don't like that many games that have major online components. Sure, it's yeah. like Splatoon, Mario Kart. That's kind of it. Like it's kind, it kind yeah. of ends there. Um, so it's always fun to like get to squad up with people uh, and, and take something on. So that was cool. Um, I played Scott Pilgrim versus the World with my brother on stream. Uh, that was interesting because you know you mentioned Streets of Rage Four. This is another beat em up. Yeah, and it yeah. was, um, that was the last beat em up I had played with my brother. So it was interesting bringing him into this. He doesn't know anything about Scott Pilgrim, didn't read the comics, didn't watch the movie. Oh, he didn't even didn't even watch it, even. Um, no, he just yeah. was like, I'm here because you invited me and nice. you said it's a beat em up. So sure. I, I also want to say shout out to Edwin for your uh, the music on your podcast is awesome, as always. Yeah. Like he's, uh, yeah, yeah. He's very talented in that stuff. I really I, I dug that. I only listened to the first episode, but I liked it. For, yeah, for sure. I'll let him know. It's also on yeah. that music's also on my stream. I got to make a command for him too. But um, a lot of people have liked. Uh, he's done all the music that's on my stream and on my podcast. Uh, and a lot of people have been like, "Yo, this is dope." And I'm like, "Yep, li- literally made that." Like hired the musicians, yeah. got composed. Um, and that song that's on my podcast too. Uh, he made on the switch using the core gap. Oh shit! Really? Um, oh, cool. Yeah, that no is entirely awesome. made yeah. on the switch. Um, especially that version because like he released like if you go on his SoundCloud and stuff um i could like send you over like the links and stuff but if you go on his soundcloud that that version of the song also has like some sitcom lines in there so he take took that out because of like dmca issues um Mm -hmm. just to make sure that like i wouldn't get struck down on my stream or on my podcast so the version you're listening to is like literally i mean he i think maybe adjusted the audio levels like inside of um i think reaper or whatever the Mm -hmm. program he uses but he made it on the freaking switch and i'm like you're not talking about that enough that's crazy like yeah yeah, yeah. that's great what um but yeah super amazing um but we played that game together it was fun it wasn't what i it wasn't as amazing as i remembered it probably because i'm not 16 17 anymore you know with the world ahead of me um i'm 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 27 in a pandemic and i'm like it's fine it's pretty good you know i mean it's good um speaking of music i mean i don't know how much you guys heard it because you're streaming but the soundtrack i think is fucking is killer like on that yeah game. The soundtrack really, is really, really good, good. And, and a bunch of people when we were streaming were like oh my god the music's really good and, you know yeah. we had a, a variety of people people that knew the game that like never played it before so um yeah you know i liked it uh, i liked it fine i think i i think i technically like in a way liked it better than streets of rage 4 so far but the end boss is just brutally hard like, un- like unfairly Gun. hard really? or is it is, is it just kind of like all of a sudden it's like just super 
race difficulty just because of the, I always hate it when they do that in yeah. games where it's like, here's the boss and it's fucking balls hard. It's every sorry. Boss. Yeah. I personally feel around. like it is yeah. kind of like that spike. Um, cause there's, there's definitely a challenge in the game. Like people were asking when we started, like, is this game hard? And I'm like, let's find out. Like, I don't, I'm not really sure. Um, but, and it wasn't until the end, like, yeah. I th- cause the end has like, you know, slight spoilers for the ending without getting into too much detail. It's one of those bosses that like every other boss has like, you know, the main fight, maybe a second wave, but this one has like the first wave. You have to walk through this like really weird platformy area. That's like kind of oddly deadly. Then you have like another wave that I couldn't even get past. I found out from someone on my discord that after that, there's another like hallway, there's enemies. Then there's a third. Why are there so many waves? Just Mm-mm. you didn't need to do all that. No checkpoints. Like, yeah, that's, it's that's, just, uh, that's the worst. Yeah. They, they didn't, yeah. they didn't add any sort of safe state thing. Like with the re-release that'd be, no, that, that was yeah. like, uh, that definitely knocked it down for me. I'm like, this is kind of hard to recommend with, the, and there were actually also a few, a few glitches that we ran into, but Nothing too crazy. We played on Switch, but um, it was that was a little bit, a little bit off putting. Um, other than that, I have uh, that's what else a, been playing. That that was one that I was thinking. I actually thought about getting Scott Pilgrim, and I had it for PlayStation Three. I just didn't. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it because I don't know. I was kind of get. I was going to get it if uh, if one of you guys got it. If like Jeremy or John ended up getting it, and I, then I do. I was multi- planning on getting do multiplayer, it, but I didn't make the jump on it because I had just bought Double Dragon Neon I'm- also. So I was like. Yeah, and I was just saving up for Hitman, and you know, I've I've read the books of Scott Pilgrim, watched the movie, I love the movie. I'm surprised that I didn't get it yet too, but it just came down to I really wanted a big game. I don't know if I've ever actually Hitman played it. I've now. watched I've watched an old roommate Very play good. it, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it is like you know, um, what one thing I really like about it as a beat 'em up is it has like a little bit of an RPG element to it, which can burn you if you're not really aware of it. I actually had forgotten about that, and like it, again, we're gonna talk about streaming and getting help. Um, one of my viewers had uh, and community members had played it, streamed it themselves the night before. So they like knew all this information. I'm like, oh, great. Help me because I don't know what the hell is going on here. But like there are like and they're kind of like a little too subtle, in my opinion. But there were like stores inside of the different levels and you can buy like different things that give you buffs. And that's how you actually can get like stronger in the game. So and and like my beef is that like we did a little bit of that. But like by the end, I'm like, I feel like I need to be like maxed out basically and i'm like yeah. you should have told me that like eight levels ago um but they're pretty easy to go back to and stuff but that's that's basically the um and then there's also just a leveling system as well where like you do get which i do like because if you struggle like you have to do a level again um it's more than just i have to do it again you know you're going in with like a little bit more xp or like a little bit more money to buy stuff so um i think that's one of my favorite elements about it as a beat up because it has that additional help but yeah, I think I, I still recommend it if you like beat-em-ups. Um, beat-em-ups is such a specific genre that I think if you don't like beat-em-ups, you probably, I don't think there's any one that can get you into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're into that genre, I think it's a, a pretty solid one. Um, yeah, people yeah. still put it on like top list of best beat-em-ups. And yeah, I was wondering about that when you said the boss was so hard. I was like, well, were you buying all the shit at the stores to like upgrade yourself like before that? Because they have sort of the River City Ransom thing where you go to the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go and buy, um, buy food that gives you bonuses, but it doesn't tell you what the bonuses are. You just Yeah, I still got to get... Um, it tells you after the fact. I don't know if River City does that too. I don't yeah, remember. it won't tell you. You won't know what you're buying. You won't know until after you eat it, is, is what okay. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got to play... Like, I, I think I still need to dig into more beat-em-ups to really like see where this one lands because I still want to play... Um, probably worth it to play River City Ransom just to like have the knowledge of that. But I also want to play um, River City Girls, which is heavily based yeah. on River City Ransom. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone says that one's really good. So, um, and I, I love doing those as like co-op experiences because it's like the gameplay is very straightforward. You can just hang out and talk. Um, 
other than that, you know, I got my random indies going on. I am still playing Animal Crossing just forever. Still working on my island. Did you uh, um, have you have you gotten all of the perfect snow boys? I've gotten a lot of perfect snow boys, and I think I might have gotten all the DIYs from this season. Um, I think there's it took fi- me a fifteen. Yeah, there's fifteen total. I've yeah. I've done I've, I've I've rolled nineteen perfect snow boys because there's the achievement for twenty. So I just had to do. Oh, one more. I didn't know that. So yeah. I got to check in on. Uh, on where I'm at with that. I'm not sure if I've gotten that yet. Um, yeah. I might pull that up now, just like on the low. Um, yeah, we've been still, uh, like in photo mode here. Yeah, but, but you know, just my wife, she's like, she's super in Animal Crossing. So any sort of anything I need to know, she she tells me about it. But yeah, we, hell yeah. We, we, we were both uh, trying to get all, all of the all of the snow stuff, out, all of the DIYs out of it. And I know there's, I think there's at least like 15. And then if you want to get like the Nook Miles achievement thing, you have to do 20 total but yeah, i think you have through the end of february so you have a lot of time to do it so don't okay yeah i'm trying to worry hunt, about it like i'm looking at it now i'm yeah. trying to see where where i'm at on that i might have that because i did get an i did get all the recipes from the, the snow boys like mm-hmm. the snow folk don't this is why it doesn't make any sense to anyone that has to play the game but you have to make <laughs> snowmen or snow folk or whatever snow boys yeah. like, um, yeah. and it, if you make it perfect quote-unquote perfect then you get a diy recipe and a, a large snowflake which is like a crafting mm-hmm. item yeah. um and they're they're a bitch to make. Um, they have to be like just perfect, and the game never actually directly tells you what the fuck that means. Yeah. Like when you when you when, when you mess it up, you gotta kind of feel just be it. like, it'd be nice if my head was the right size for my body. And I'm like, okay, that's not that's not useful <laughs> feedback for me. Um, but essentially, it comes down to like you know, there's a, there's a bunch of guides on this on on the internet, um, including the one that I, I wrote for IGN. But there's like it's a ratio thing, and people have different strategies. We use the yeah. tile method. I use like a a measuring thing like up like to your the, ear it's what jess was saying up to your ear but yeah. my character's always wearing a hat so i can't tell where it is yeah ears. you gotta you gotta take it off you gotta so. take the hat off take the take the glasses off i don't wanna take your whole <laughs> face off just, yeah. um you know like that nick cage movie but um yeah so it's a pain it's a pain in the ass but yeah i've been working on that i have like i probably am close if i haven't already gotten it because i've gotten all the diys from them now they just mail me stuff or whatever um so that's still going hanging on animal crossing and then the last notable thing I'm playing, which I, I know y'all are also playing, Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, um, I, well, I mean, I... St- I that Ring Fit Adventure work. I mean, I've been playing Ring Fit Adventure off and on for a long time, but be just because of, uh, I don't know, my doctor said I had, like, high cholesterol, so I started to get back into it. And Jess and I, we've been doing it twice a week. I've, I've had it solid for, like, three weeks, I guess. We've been, okay. we've been doing that, so... It helps. It helps to do it. It helps to do anything with your uh, with your partner, or your wife, or whatever. Because if you do it together, then you can actually, you know, then it's not like oh, I don't want to do it today because you're both doing it together. So you have to kind of. That's how we quit smoking. You know, as I've talked many that's times, intense. we quit smoking together because we both tried to quit, and it was all about not not. Uh, it was like not all about not failing the other person. So that's why we I was didn't, pretty. That's why we didn't do it when you quit smoking as quick as you did, man. To be honest, because you know, knowing you as long as I had. Oh, I smoked for a long time. I mean, I've been yeah, smoking. And you were, and you were a heavy smoker. Too. I mean, I've been smoking since I was 12. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, it was like I'd been smoking cigarettes from, I don't know, like from 12 to like 30, to like 38 or something like that. It was stupid. So, I mean, yeah. But it was, it's it's all about, yeah, it helps to have somebody else to work out with. Yeah, where it's an like, accountability yeah, friend. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, I've, okay, I've, we're going to do it that, now. Uh, Let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah, that on and off thing with Ring Fit. Like, I don't know. I don't know who the psychopath is that bought Ring Fit and then like just 
beat it like a normal game. I've been I bought it the day it came out, yeah. and I'm not even. I'm like two thirds through the game. I don't, Somebody yeah. did a did a speed run of it. There oh are, yes, there's are. actually a, there's an amazing article. Um, I don't know if you're referring to this or like you know it might it probably may, might be in the article at least. Uh, but Patrick Klepek, I think it was uh, uh over at Waypoint Vice. I think it was Patrick. Sorry if it was someone else. Uh, wrote about like the people speed running Ring Fit, and yeah, it's like. That, that's that's intense um you gotta be like cheating it right where you're like just you know like when you like pound on the uh, yeah, on the yeah. foot pad just thing get, on the nes you're just, you're just like squeezing it a little bit right? like to get it yeah. to go yeah there's definitely a bit of like cheat like it was in- it's really, shake, shake uh, really the leg thing article. in the row and then in the yeah air. they talked about like well they they put it on the lowest difficulty like so one okay. like yeah. level and stuff that's like but you know like all these it's interesting because it is still like very much a game that has like rpg elements and buffs and things and you know healing moves and stuff mm. so yeah um and then there's like the physical like it's a, it's an it's a fascinating uh game to speed run that would definitely be a pretty cool achievement but for now i would settle for just beating the game that's my every year so far my goal has been to beat ring fit adventure and i think this is <laughs> yeah. finally the year that i can do it because there's enough of the game have finished you, that i think it can be feasible um have you have you thought about streaming that also on, on your channel the ring fit um lightly yeah because i think it would be nice to like um you know i love encouraging people to do things that are like positive for them like as human beings so you know like even on my discord we have like you know a, a reading channel and like other you know i made a fitness one because i think fitness is like super important um you know my my dad would always talk about like you all you can have is your your health or your health is the one thing that if you don't have that nothing else really ends up mattering um and you know my dad just turned is it 60 i think he turned 60 yeah i I, want to say 60 um and he's super like fit and super healthy um and i'm like damn i'd be like very like he's like he's more in shape than i am like i'm he like runs marathons and stuff right yeah and like okay so this month for contacts like this month in january and he's like a runner he's always been a runner for like since i was like nine he's been running he ran like 50 miles this month and this is probably like a low month for him mm-hmm. Where, like wow. you know it's like like literally like my brother was like i'm gonna go out for a run and my dad's like oh how far and he's like oh like two miles and my dad's like ah, wimp i don't want to do like four <laughs> well, doing like at least four or six and it's me, like son. two yeah so um so yeah like I, I would like to stream it in the sense that i think it'd be nice to sort of well one have accountability to actually do the exercise and then two you know kind of like like i see like y'all have your little like challenge i think something like that would be like really really cool um the main issue with streaming a game like that is like trying to find the spacing for it mm-hmm. like i'm not really sure what the logistics of that would look like um i probably you're wearing just, the headphones while you're like yeah like i probably <laughs> could just push this stuff or maybe i would like not have the headphones but maybe the mic and like yeah. I, i'd have to really like think it through on how what the logistics of that would be because i thought about that with vr too i'm like it'd be cool to stream vr but i'm like i can barely get vr to run so i yeah. don't know if i can stream it but and it would be um, yeah it's just watching you like swipe the air yeah plus the there's also the, the weird part of it being like with your body and like everyone's been pretty cool on my stream but i'm like oh like how do i make this as not creep oriented as possible you know just yeah. me in a full-on parka like doing squats like just some <laughs> please don't look at me um but uh but yeah those are the logistical challenges but uh the light thing is yeah i've considered it i think it would be a fun thing to like do where like encourage people like hey i'm streaming it like you know grab your rings y'all mm. <laughs> like and you know everyone uh go do some push-ups and stuff that'd be yeah. cool it, it'd be i mean that'd be a hard one to do because if you want to do you know a lot of streams you do like three or four hours like you obviously don't want to do like multiple hours of ring fit you right know? i'm like 20 minute stream of ring <laughs> yeah. adventure. I've, I've actually i've completely given up on the single player like i'm not planning on beating it ever i just do uh i just i just have uh, put together like specific workouts and i just do that because 
the single player takes too long. Like whenever I tried playing it on single player, I'd spend like two hours doing that. I don't want to fucking play Ring Fit for two hours. It does. It does take a you while. Um, I'd rather me, do I like twenty always... minutes of just of just working out. That's what I do. You know. Yeah. What I would do. That's what I plan on doing when I eventually beat the game. Um, what I do with Ring Fit is I just play until it says. Hey, would you like to stop? And I'm like, dear God, yes. yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes, sometimes it's kind of it ends up feeling sort of early, um, mm-hmm. depending on like what level you end up in and all this other stuff. I've also like, um, you know, you can make a lot. That that game's freaking amazing because you can make so many adjustments on it, as I'm sure like y'all are aware because you're playing it. But um, it took me so long that I didn't realize in the settings you can also set it so that um, if you're doing a, a workout that's like a like you know your right arm and then your left arm, you mm-hmm. can set it so that. It will always let you finish the rep, even if the enemy dies. You can also set it oh, cool. so that yeah, it makes you finish all the reps, mm. regardless of sides. So definitely look at those settings and like play mm. around with them if you're interested in that. And it gives you like extra XP from that. Sure. So I like have that set up. Um, typically, I try to like do a lot of the extra stuff, like the side, what's equivalent to side quests yeah, and gyms, because yeah. like it levels you up too, and you can get like more exercises and stuff. So I just. I think it's like very brilliantly designed in how it like integrates gameplay with like exercise. So, but th- that's normally what I do. Um, it can take a while though. Like the other day or like yesterday, I did Ring Fit and I was like working out for like 40 minutes, like in real time. But like 40 minutes in real time is like eight minutes in Ring Fit workout time. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The time you're actually moving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a freaking awesome game. Like if anyone out there listening doesn't already have it, um, I know sometimes they're a pain to come by, but like I think it's, absolutely worth it like the workouts are amazing you can cut you can kind of just do whatever you want with it like there's so many options uh i love working credit it's awesome yeah no i mean it's a yeah i I, when i was trying to do the single player it's it's the it's the rpg fanatic in me that wants to be like oh i gotta do everything i gotta get all the because i'm like i'm like stupid into like side missions like i love side missions so i just want to do all the other stuff and then when it's like do you want to quit and i'm like well kind of but but i still haven't beat the boss yet i gotta go get the boss and then get to everything because i would try to get through an entire level set like in one thing and Oh, yeah, that's going to take that so long. Yeah, it gets no. to the point where it'll take you like two plus hours to do it. And I'm like, well, but this, you know, this feels good and blah, blah, blah. But but now it's just like with not, you know, with the COVID and with being at home with my wife all the time, it's like, I don't want to play Ring Fit for two hours. Like, yeah, that's, once that's I started way too much, it, you know, I was I really realized what reviewing the game meant, because like one thing I found kind of like weird is like, I'm like, oh, like literally none of the reviewers finished the game. Like, that's kind of rare. And I, I, get, I, I got it because it's like a fitness game. So I'm like, OK, well. You know, but in my mind, I thought like everyone maybe got a lot closer than they did. Mm. And when I actually started playing it, I'm like, oh, this game is like three years of my life yeah. <laughs> to actually see it through all the way. Um, and I'm just like, and like, I know, like, you know, like, uh, like for IGN, like Jonathan reviewed it. And I think he was like doing at least like two plus, like he'd work out in the morning and at night with it. I'm like, this is like, this is too much. Like, <laughs> it's too much exercise. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a unique scenario uh, cons- like versus, like, all these other games where it's, like, a to- like this has been the hardest game for me to beat so far. It was, like, one of my most played games of last year, and I still have not beaten it yet. So um, the- I'm very all- <laughs> excited to beat it. I'm going to feel very accomplished the day that I finish it. Uh, but I played yesterday, and I woke up so sore today. Mm. I'm like, I'm not running today. We're doing, like, eight minutes of yoga. That's actually three minutes of yoga, and then we're calling it a day and sure, starting, yeah. starting work. I was going to say, they're all fake gamers, all those guys that didn't beat Ring Fit. They never played it. They didn't beat it. They don't know. How do you know? What, what happens at the end? I, I just want to know. Did Drago get away with it? I got to know. And I don't want to watch on YouTube. So. Well, you've seen those people. They're like, you didn't play. You didn't beat the game. You can't review it. You know, so that's all the Ring Yikes. Fit people. I'm saying all those people are idiots who say that. Um, did you want to talk about the what you were doing for the random indie thing? 
Um, I can speak to it just briefly. So uh, I, I kind of mentioned it at the top, but I'm doing um, different games from the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Um, so sometimes I'll try to like theme them. So like my last stream was like cat theme. So we did cat lateral damage, which was actually the first game I beat this year, which was like a weird one because like that wasn't really planned. Um, but it's an interesting start to the year. I always have like these random indie games in there. Um, and I played cats or a liquid, which is like a little platformer. So yeah, that's been fun. And what I like about that too is sometimes you'll come in and I might be streaming something that's like really like acclaimed. Like I played Celeste like towards the end of last year. Cause I'm like, yo, we need to hit this financial goal. And I think I can just, if I just play enough Celeste, people will give me this money to hit this goal. Yeah. Um, which is also very fun. Cause you know, like I know Trey, you mentioned like the idea of being good at games. I'm, I'm actually pretty good at platformers. So it was kind of nice to be mm. like, I, could, I mean, it was this still very challenging. I did like the, I finally did the whole like, the 8-bit inside the game game in Celeste. I forgot the name oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, the little computer. Pico, yep. the Pico, yeah. Pico levels. Yeah. That thing was like how I didn't, was yeah. tough. I didn't even know, I, I I didn't even know about it. I didn't either. Yeah. I completely, There's so much yeah. in that game. I completely forgot about yeah. it until John was playing it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to beat all the 8-bit stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I even found it. Like, I never I even remember, saw it. Yeah. When the new levels came out, I was like, I'm going to stream those tonight. And then I realized that I had not unlocked them. Yeah, you're and not you even there beat, yet. You had to like beat everything. You get all the tapes. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't do that. Yeah, well, there's a, yeah, there's like a bunch of stuff you can unlock. The, the Pico ones that I did are just the ones like you go to the computer in the hotel mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. whatever's on that that machine. Yeah. But yeah, it's been cool. So I've liked it as like a random hodgepodge of just trying stuff out and like playing, um, you know, things that maybe are really dope and everyone knows are dope. Like Overland is pretty acclaimed, but also like finding stuff that. I didn't know as much about like um ooh shoot what I'm Hidden Folk I think is the name of uh, one game I played like a few months ago and it's like an I Spy game it's black and white and it's like super charming and really cool I think it's on Switch also so like being able to find those like little gems and things and um you know I've had people like buy or follow up on the games that I've played as a result and be like oh yeah I actually ended up seeing this through this was really cool so it's been a, a fun time doing that but yeah I guess I have to kind of you know in all honesty figure out what my next main game is because I've sort of just been like you know putzing around with things I've I've played before or like just jumping into whatever's latest coming out which is fine but like I need to figure out what my next full game is that I'm really like committing to and spending time with because uh, I haven't really like planned that out very much and I've just been kind of starting the year off slow like a lot of people so it's not uh, a, yeah it's not Hitman 3 I mean that's your next uh, it might it could be release. could yeah. be I don't know I have no idea how I'm gonna react to that game I'm excited because it I, I heard you can kill people with bananas and shit so like that sounds good um and i love um, <laughs> it's always what you're looking for in a game is uh, yeah, banana death you know absolutely and um I I'm interested in how my brand of what I've uh, coined as jank stealth will work in Hitman, in Hitman because I, I enjoy stealth a lot and I play stealth whenever I can. But then when it fails, I just start like going crazy. I don't think that will really yep. work as well in Hitman. So like I'm interested to see. I'm more interested to see what happens when I fail in this game because um, I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. So we'll see how it goes. Well, and I, think I do that too. Yeah, I, I played through one of the Hitman on xbox 360 i can't remember it was the last one they made for it but like that one was really good but i totally jank stealth it i just like i would get caught i just like kill everybody well that yeah, oh, yeah. And, and we'll, we'll so talk far i'll say we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about it later because john's been playing it but um for, as far as me like i bought hitman 2 for gamecube and mm-hmm. i pretty and, and i pretty much put it in first person and i played the whole thing like a first person shooter and just went and killed everybody and beat it in like 2 hours and that was my exper- experience with it man i was like okay that was kind of fun but i'm it's done already and i spent 60 bucks on it and 
Okay. <laughs> and then I like went and traded in for something else because I couldn't figure out. I, I'm just, I'm not that good at stealth. And when I'd fuck up stealth, I'm just like, ah, and then I just like, like just start enough. shooting everybody. And I'm just like, fuck you. And then I just go and kill everyone in the game. And then it's done. You know, that's, and you could put it in first person. So I just played it like a first person shooter and just went and killed every fucking person. And it was fine. It didn't matter like whether, whether they knew I was there or not. So you could just blow right through it. You know, so that was my experience with it. But uh, if you're if you're good on uh, your stuff, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the rest the rest of our stuff. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. So we're back. Um, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that I've been playing lately. On the subject of streaming and all that stuff, I've actually been streaming a lot of uh, Wrestling Empire, which we talked about last week. But that's that new uh, janky uh, N64 uh, tribute game that uh, that Matt Dickey made. And uh, 
It's actually pretty cool. I had a really cool experience last night streaming it. Somebody actually who came on there to talk to me, he ended up following, he followed everything that I have. So that was kind of weird. He basically went and followed me on YouTube, uh, followed me on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I guess that's supporting the statement before play what you love, (laughs) then people will follow you. And, uh, and he also sent me a spreadsheet of all of the different, the the actual names of the parody characters from the game. So that was really cool. Maybe he's somehow involved in the game. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I look, I mean, I gave him a follow back on Twitch, you know, because most, I follow back in most people that I, that follow me, whatever, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And and so he followed me on Twitter and stuff. And I looked and I looked through the spreadsheet and I actually used it because in, in a wrestling empire, they basically have most of the legendary wrestlers like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, like all these guys are in there. They've just changed their names, you know? So it's, it, it feels like somebody who went through and created all of the big wrestlers, like in a, through create a wrestler in a 64 game and then mm-hmm. like released it as a game as like their own game. This is kind of how it feels. But it's, and I don't know all the wrestlers, but he actually, and he's, as far as I know, this is the only, and I've looked online for this, this is like the only one I've seen that has like actually all of them and has all of them like alphabetized and, and like uh, split up by federation and all that stuff. So it's like, you can just go and find all the guys. And I was like, shit, man, that's awesome. Like he, he left it as a comment to my, vi- to my uh, video that I had on YouTube of me playing rest- rest- wrestling name? empire. Like no, it's no, it's not M. Dickey. I mean, I told you, I, I talked directly to M. Dickey about being on the show and all that stuff. So I know his, I know his Twitter, but, uh, but no, he's a, uh, his name's like Mr. Like Mr. Mc, Mr. McSomeone, I think is his name. Something, something like that. But yeah, no, it was cool that he just sent me a whole thing about it. And I was like, oh shit. All right, cool. So then I've been going through and trying to rename all the wrestlers and all that stuff. But, but this game I've been, I, every time I've just been streaming with the wrestling game because I've been looking forward to this wrestling game for a while. I think it's a lot of fun, even though I know it's totally broken, but it's still fun for me and people still get a kick out of it. So, and, the and demo, I'm so, the demo like tells you that it's yeah. broken. Like, yeah, I mean, it it's, doesn't say it in quite that same, that way, but it's like this game may not be great looking, but. We care, pretty much. <laughs> I, I think I think the actually I think the graphics look fine. It's just like I how, too. it's just the way the the moves work. Where some and it and that's the problem is if it did, if it wasn't so janky, I would be completely undefeated. But sometimes you're in a table match and you have to put somebody through a table to win, and you try to do a move, but some but for some reason your guy goes flying to the other side of the ring and you accidentally mm. go through a table and now you're out of the match, you know, and you didn't actually do that. And that that's the main problem with it. Like last week I was talking about how my how I had like this I was un, I was you know I had this like huge streak of like uh, undefeatable like 10 10 wins in a row. And I was doing so great with this uh, career mode and then I get picked up for like whatever the equivalent to like WWE is or WCW or whatever. And uh, my very first match on TV is a cage match. And I don't know anything about the way cage matches work on the game. But I know how how they work in like real life. So in in any in every other fucking wrestling game that I played, when you're in a cage, you have to leave the cage and you win if you leave the cage. So that's what I did. I was like, well, I'm just gonna leave the cage and then I'll automatically win. And I can go on to the next thing. So I left the cage and then they start counting that I'm outside oh, of the ring. And I'm like, and what? The couldn't f-? get back. And in. I'm like, what the fuck? So I got to try to get back into the ring, and I couldn't because when you get to the top of the cage, you have to like tap a button to try to get over. It, and I kept falling off of the cage, so I lost. I lost my premier match of WWE Raw or whatever, and I and I got and I basically got fired, and that was the game over. I get I got kicked. <laughs> it like it basically ended my whole career because I fucked up that cage match. That's why I called myself Cage Failure at the beginning because. 
Yeah, and that's what's so ridiculous Bees. about that game. It's like one thing... I've heard people from reviews that I've read, people saying that their wrestlers can't even get into the cage because they can't, like, climb the side of it, even the AI, because the AI is fucking dumb as shit. Like, oh, yeah. you can you can, you can can become, like, you can do refing, which is kind of fun because you actually get to do, you actually get to do the counting of the pinning and all that. And you can do it as fast or as slow as you want to, which is awesome. And same thing when people are outside of the ring, you can, like, count them out or you can not count them out or whatever. But I was doing this match, like, streaming last night, and I'm just waiting for one guy to fucking pin the other guy, and they're just not even doing anything. They're just walking around and not even hitting each other. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I started just, like, punching the wrestlers, like, as the ref, because you can do that. And I just punch mm-hmm. them and be like, dude, pin him. Go pin him. Punch. Pin him. Go do something. <laughs> you know, can you is- throw? Can you, like, grab people and throw them across the ring as the ref? Oh, yeah. No, you can. You, you can attack them. So could you throw them towards each other and hit each other, hit them with each other? I could. I didn't, I didn't want to do too much because they... Because they do like grade the way you do things, and I did, and wow. I, I'm like so far, like I went through, a plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I went through an entire year of of like fake wrestling in that game, so I'm on my second career year, so I don't want to, I don't want to get another game over, you know, because I've been doing so good, and I want to, I, I, I don't even know if there's an ending to this game, but I really want to beat the game and see credits, but I mean, I know what the credits are going to be, it's just going to be M. Dicky, but, but I mean, credits, one name, yeah, but I mean, but I don't know if there's an end to it, I'm trying to find the end. So I was afraid that because sometimes if you do something wrong, they'll call you out on it. The guys who own the federation, it happens all the time. Like I got, I've had my uh, tag team partners want to fight me because I don't tag them in because I just play because I don't let them in the ring to fight the guy because I just want to fight, you know. And there are a couple times where they quit because they're like, "Dude, you're not tagging me in. I'm not wrestling. I don't <laughs> want to be your partner anymore." So then they start fighting me. So that's the that's part of what's really fun about the game is the career can go like anywhere. Like there's wrestlers that'll ask you to like form a union. I tried doing that a couple times, but it never worked. I tried to like push for a union against Hard the to federation. Push for a union. <laughs> I tried. I, I, I tried to, but every it's time really tough to get that going. But every time the every time the leader of the federation is like, "Fuck you, man!" You know, like we can afford that. Like you don't. Afterward, there's a whole like match where you just are striking outside. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I mean, you never know. I mean, there's like there's stuff where you fight people on the way to the ring, or they'll ask you. They'll be like, "Hey, uh, if you give me two thousand dollars, I'll beat up your next opponent." And you'll be like, no, I don't want to give you that. And they'll be like, okay, cool, I'll fight you. So then you have to fight him before the ring. There's all this like cool story stuff in there that I really, really like. But from yeah. what I played in the demo, that's my favorite part. I think is you just don't know where that game's going to go because it is so crazy. Oh and, yeah, um, oh yeah. yeah. You you don't know at all. And like, and they'll give you updates of like all the different other federations of what's happening. And when I was streaming last night. Uh, the equivalent of Eric Bischoff from WCW, he died. He just ended up dying at like 51. He died in the game. He's like, oh yeah, Eric Bischoff had, an, had a heart attack. He's dead now. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and that happens a lot. My very first time I tried to play the game, I mentioned it last week, but I actually died in the game. My character was injured twice and he and he died in the ring the second time. So that's that was my game over and I had to start over again. But it's still, yeah, the game is still just as ridiculous as it was last week, and I, I love it. I, I highly recommend you getting it, John, whenever you have more money to get it, because I think it's awesome. It's de- it's going to be that weird one that's going to be my number 10 of the year. I can feel it Does now. it have online play? No, there's no online. Because uh, uh, I really like it. I've been playing the demo a lot this week, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, it's one... I played through yeah. all the tutorial, and then I've beaten... You know, I've gotten through a couple of the single and uh, tag team matches. There's, there's no online, but the career is, like, so <sighs> random and interesting that I think it's totally worth it. Like the, the career is so much fun to do. 
Yeah, and they ask you to do commentary, which that's really boring because you can't really do anything. You just wait for the guys to fight each other. So that that's be, where multiplayer online would be fun. That would be where that would be where I would go to the bathroom or something, like when it's commentary time, mm-hmm. and just let it go. Or, or I saw try you do to that like, on yeah. your stream. But there, there was one time where I was uh, that one where I where I did where I tried to do the move and I accidentally got thrown through the table. I actually was still you're still there outside of the ring, and I found a way to throw one of the other guys through the other table so I could end the match early even though I wasn't in the match anymore. So there's, like, cool stuff you can do. Plus, like, the way the moves work are great. Like, I just I was blown away once I figured out that, you know, you push the right trigger to pin the guy. Mm-hmm. And I realized that you can turn any move where you put the guy's back on the ring into a, into a pin by doing mm-hmm. that, which is amazing because they never did that on, on any of the 64 ones. He was either, so you just want to keep them away from the ropes when you do that. So if, you, so if like you want to powerbomb somebody into a pin, you can do that only by holding the right uh, analog, which is awesome. Whereas in like the other ones, you might have a guy that has a bunch of pins, so they're not that strong, but now you can just change it. Like If you want to do a suplex and turn it into a pin, you can do it at any time. So there's so much flexibility in the game as to what you can do, and it's – yeah, it's great. Like it's – yeah, I, I've really been enjoying the crap out of it. And I want to I want to make a rev- uh, write a review for it on Metacritic because it has like a 50 right now, and I think it deserves better. Cause it's, it definitely does better than that. Yeah, because yeah, it's great, and it's definitely the best wrestling game on the system as of right now. Who knows? What, I think I'll what buy it when it goes on sale next. I would say it was it was on sale right at the beginning. I don't know if I it's know, still on sale, I, but I didn't really have time to play the demo when it first came out. And now yeah. that I've had more time with the demo, I'm like, this is a ten dollar game to me. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was fourteen ninety nine when it came out. But it's. I, I mean, I'd probably pay more yeah. to be honest. But well, I it's just, yeah. It's, I'm strapped for cash right now. Sure. It's worth twenty for sure. It's twenty dollars new, and I've already put over twenty hours into it for sure. So for doing oh like God, a dollar, I was not expecting it to be that long. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the, I, I don't know if the career ever ends. Like I said, I've done an entire <laughs> year of of wrestling, and I and it just started over again. And I'm like, okay, because I got to the end, and I was like, well, maybe it'll end at the end of the year. But it's like, nope, this is just the end of December. Now it's January. I'm like, okay, what, what's the name of it again? What's the uh, name again? Rest, wrestling empire is what it's called. Okay. And uh, this guy M. Dickey, he's been making re- he's been making like janky wrestling games for years, I guess, since like 1997 or something like that. I, I looked it up. Like his, if you go to his website, it shows like his his first game had to have been like 99 or 2000 or something like that. It's pretty it's pretty old, but he's been making these games for a long time. And uh, I think you might be able to play Wrestling Empire for free on your phone with touch with touch controls. Oh, really? I, I yeah, know, you can. Yep. I know. Uh, well, I know Wrestling Empire, the actual Switch one, was a time Switch Switch exclusive, but I think it is on phone now. But the one that we played, John, was Wrestling Revolution, which is similar to this, but this one has different guys in it. But yeah, oh, okay. but yeah, it's like an, it's an N sixty four inspired game, and it's been I don't know. I guess I've been following M Dickey and just and just paying attention to the wrestling thing and. It's getting some buzz. I mean, I get five viewers, and that's big for me, I guess, for streaming. The, so, the screenshots yeah. definitely paint a picture. Oh, I will yeah, say yeah, that. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, this is a vibe. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily my type of game, but I did put on my wish list because like, that's mostly what I do on Switch. Like, if I'm not... Oh, sure, yeah. Not even like if I'm not sure. Like I was talking about this on my stream the other day because I'm like, it's not so much like a game's not worth X dollars to me from like a, the game's perspective. Like I just don't want to spend any money I'm just broke slash cheap. Yeah. So like, sure. e- like I'll just go on the e- the eShop and like, if things are interesting, like sometimes they're like really critically acclaimed. Sometimes they just look cool. I'm like, I'm just gonna wish list it. And when 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 the when the price is right, when I got like a gift card, when I feel like, all right, I'm gonna drop twenty on the eShop and see how much I can get, then I like kind of 
swing by and pick those up. So, um, yeah. it, is, it, it does have multiplayer, right? It is, like, uh, it's a local, yeah, only local multiplayer. But it's, okay, well, Edwin can just get roped into playing this. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know how many, I don't know how many, uh, Joy Cons you can hook up at once, but you can do fucking 15 person at once battles if you want to in the ring. It's ridiculous. And there, and there's like, you know, I got to, I did a sumo match where there's no ropes and you just have to push each other off the side of the ring. Like, that's pretty cool. There's, there's a lot of variations to it. Oh, nice. And, and the, and of course the sumo one I fucked up as well where I accidentally fell out of the ring and don't know why I did. But I feel like when the weirder matches you get to are the ones that you're just going to fuck up because you don't. And a lot of times they don't really tell you what it is, you know, like whether it's like a submission only or if it's like a table match or whatever, it doesn't always tell you. Like that video that I put on YouTube is I survived a 14 person, like a timed elimination uh, match. And I didn't even know about that. I mean, I guess it said in the menu, but I didn't catch it, but it's basically every two minutes, another person comes out and there'll be 15 people total. And you have to pin all the 15 people and survive all the way to the end. And it took me 40 minutes to get through the entire match and I didn't think I was going to because it was a 15-person thing, but I did, you know. There was another time where I made it through an Iron Man match with no stamina whatsoever, with, like, zero health. And I somehow beat that, too. And an Iron Man match is where you have to, like, pin the person, like, over and over again, like, however many times and have the higher. Oh, and they even, like, made me do it again at the end because sometimes, sometimes in the game the wrestler's like, you know what? I'm not, you know, that pin was wrong. We got to fight again. And then you keep fighting. And you can't say no. And it's just like, it's like, you know what? I don't like that. Uh, we're doing a rematch right now. And then it starts again. So it's like the game's story is just all over the place. And that's, I think that's what I like about it, where it's, it kind of feels like real wrestling. You don't really know, you don't really know what's going to happen to your character because you're under the control of Vince McMahon or like whatever his equivalent is. I haven't unlocked that guy yet, but, but I've unlocked a bunch of stuff. Like that 14 person match that I did. Unlocked most of the guys from the federation I was in, but in order to get all the ones, you have to get into those federations and fight all of them, and that's how you unlock them in the game. But I've been going through and renaming everybody. Like I have Big Boss Man now, I just unlocked him, and but it's like yeah, like Chris Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes and like uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Like a lot of these old wrestlers are in there. A lot of new ones. I wish there was more uh, AEW guys in there, but there is still like five or six AEW dudes in there. But it's a uh, yeah, if you like wrestling, it's totally. I mean, it, there's not a whole. I mean, there's what like three other wrestling games on Switch. This is definitely the best one. So I mean, I say I say go for it, hundred percent. And I'm still, I'm gonna keep streaming it as long as people keep want to watching it. I'm like, fuck it, I'll stream it every. I bet whenever, I played the demo know? for at least two hours, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, because that's the same for me. There was a round that I played where I was. I just like got lost in the like sandbox nature of it when I was playing the training. And I think one of the matches with the ref, I went to like an hour and I'm like, wait, I've been playing this for an hour. <laughs> and I would just like throw him around and learning the controls. Oh yeah. Yeah. The refs, the ref stuff is really neat. Like, I mean, where you, when you, when you're a ref, like I was really imp- impressed by that, that you actually have to do the count and you can actually create a feud from that too. If you like count too quick, the guy would be like, Oh no, you fucked me over. So you might have another guy that's trying to, fuck you over now because that's a new feud and you can switch you know you can switch from like heel to face and you know they'll tell you when they want you to have a new look or they want you to change your name and like all this stuff and it's cool i mean it's definitely whoever made it was a huge wrestling fan so i still recommend it but i want to say i want to say before i get before i forget i i got a present from one of our listeners on the show i got a I got I got these Xenoblade Chronicles stickers that I was talking about because I uh I tried to order them through Nintendo through my Platinum points and it's so 
stupid how you do it on an, on the on the website. We have to go to another website and then do another thing. Mm-hmm. That I fucked it up to where I can't get them now because I lost the platinum points and I didn't get them. But uh, Hutch, thanks, man. He he sent me he sent me some Xenoblade Chronicles stickers. So Hutch comes through. That's super, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, that was really funny because uh, yeah, it was, I obviously listened to the show because I had, I had talked about how I was so mad that I didn't get them, but I got them now. So nice. they're uh, they're super cool. Here, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open them right here. But yeah, they're like uh, three different. There's like there's like the characters and the and the Minatos and such. Hero ponds. So hero hero ponds and all that. I don't know what I'm gonna put them on. I'm not gonna put them on my Switch because I'm still in hope that there'll be a Switch Pro someday, and I'll have to trade it in for that one. So, but it's cool. I mean, thanks. I appreciate it. And I could never trade in my Switch. I love it too much. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but if there's a better one, you would, you know, if they made a pro version or I something, wouldn't. <laughs> you, I, wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. Gotta keep the original edition yep. console. Uh, yeah. At this point, I would. Yes. Oh, you guys, you guys. It's act- a launch edition, yo. Yeah, but I mean, but the money, man. If there's a new, like I've always done it when there's a new thing, and GameStop did that used to do the deal where you trade in your old one and you get a new one for like half price. Like, I think I'd, the only thing with that yeah. is like. I would like to say that I would because I now ha- I currently have two switches. I yeah. have uh, the one, my launch one, and then the Animal Crossing one. Because yeah. like I got them both, and I was like, okay, I don't need two of these. But then I, but then I like didn't want to get rid of my old island, and now they have the island transfer. But I actually had already started, you know, and rebuilt my island anyway. So like I don't even need my old island, but now it's just like I don't know. Like <laughs> I could get the money, and like the money would be nice. Like you know, yeah. at least a hundred bucks for that. But also, I have some issues with my launch switch as well. Like I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, like right. Um, this is my, it, this yeah. isn't my launch one. Yeah, but the, the launch one's like in my like shelf somewhere. But this part on my launch one is like shipped almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I feel shipped. like they would maybe give me less as a result. Like I, no one's paying for that. Um, so now I'm like, well, how much is this even really worth? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, there's like scratches and you know, and I take care of my stuff. I don't really know how that happened to be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I would, um, if I would get rid of it. Also, there is, there is a little bit of that, that dumb nostalgia of like, it's, the base model. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. I have no idea. It's a Nintendo. It's not game. stupid. It's not. Stupid. It's the first about. console I ever got at launch. I gladly. Me too. I, Me I, too. I, yeah, I, I gladly traded in my 3ds for a new 3ds because my 3ds that I had wasn't even working that well anyway. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll trade it in. I did the same thing. I trade my original Game Boy Advance in for a Game Boy Advance SP because fuck it. I think it depends yeah. and like takes a while. Like for yeah. me, like I think now now that I have the Animal Crossing Switch, I'm at the point where like I think I could part ways with the old one. But then again, I don't know how much I'd even give for the old one because it's chipped a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It's just like a weird, just weird Nintendo nonsense. I think I'm physically attached to it. And another also- one, I can have three islands now. You know, yeah. for me, I like to. <laughs> yeah, you spend like like two years looking at the thing and the ads and the previews on IGN wherever else you see it and you get used to that model and it was like that's the reason I got the Indigo model of GameCube because that was the standard model and I needed to have the Indigo one and when all the other colors came out and all this I was not swayed I did not upgrade or you know get a new model whatever just because I needed the one that I saw for those two years leading up to the release of the system and I think that's why I never liked to trade in the original consoles Mm. Yeah. I did trade in my ex my base Xbox One for an Xbox One S, um, and I don't regret that because the Xbox One is like kind of a like a VCR 
sure, yeah. Like it's kind of chunky. So I don't know. Like I, I, maybe I would part ways with it. I think it's now been enough time, and I've spent enough time on my Animal Crossing Switch. But, uh, but yeah, I think it it is cool that that was also my first launch one that I had. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know I'm getting the pro if they have one. I don't know how. And I'm just gonna stream for twelve hours and get the money. Finally, <laughs> yeah. Right. Then I'll finally have two switches, which is something I've had no logical reason to have at all. I've never been able to to justify buying a second switch. But if there's a pro, then I finally get that chance. I figured it was just so you enjoy one to keep at home, one to take on the go. It's no so you and Shauna can play Tetris ninety nine against each other at home. Yeah, that's, that's why she just plus she's there's like there's a thrill of having like docks everywhere. I do yeah. have two docks. I have two but, docks uh, also. Yeah, I bought an extra dock, but no, she's like just adamantly against me buying one for her. I was like, what if I got you one for Christmas? Like I've been just trying my hardest to have two switches in the house. Uh, yeah, ju- she's <laughs> like, don't do that. I only play Tetris, and we always play it together. And- compete with it so well, well she's she's right on that <laughs> don't just buy one just to buy one but uh just just thanks me all the time for getting her an extra switch which i knew that i, I bought I think her Jess is more of a, a gamer in general than shauna is well I, I bought it for her right before we went to japan for 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 our wedding but i i got it in anticipation of animal crossing because i knew once that animal crossing came out there's no way that we could share the system because i knew she'd be want to play it all the time and that's kind of how Mario Maker Two was kind of like that too, where she wanted to play that all the time, and it was hard to share the system on that. So I was like, I need. I was like, we got to have two for when Animal Crossing comes out. And now it's just, yeah, she plays it every day, and we don't have to worry about it. You know, she just has her Switch and plays whatever on it. Now I got her animal, got her Mario Maker Two for Christmas, so now she just plays Mario Maker Two and Animal Crossing back to back. So nice. One or the one or the other, but but yeah, on the also on the Xenoblade thing oh yeah and, and if i also if i tried to st- put the stickers on the back of my switch i'm afraid of the dock fucking them up when you put them in there they might like get mm. you know I don't, I don't want them to get scratched or get get like pulled off like or whatever. peeled so, off yeah right. so i just like looking at them i don't know i have i have stickers from japan that i bought that i never stuck on anything because i just i, I don't want to put them on a thing that i have to get rid of and then i'll lose those stickers so i kind of just keep them around i the saw gap. those kappa stickers in their package oh yeah yeah there you got me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sticker place was awesome that we went to. But on the Xenoblade thing, uh, speaking of beats of the of the first beat of the year, like you were saying, Janet, the first thing that I beat was uh, the Future Connected for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I finally got through that. So that was the story that took place after the epilogue, after the first one. So I finally beat everything of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. So that was pretty cool. It was, a, it was like a 12-hour thing um i spent like 12 hours on it i think you can do it in like eight if you just blow through it i did all the side missions because i like doing side missions there was like a super boss as the last side mission i beat that guy he ended up being harder than the actual boss of the game like the 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 actual boss of that thing the fog the fog king i thought was easier than the dude that i played before that but i had to kind of grind a little bit of course to get there but it was it was fun xenoblade chronicles definitive edition i've praised up and down it's like one of my favorite rpgs on the switch I got Jeremy to get it, so so there you yeah. go. Um, but but yeah, I was I was happy to finish it. So me being uh in, being like curious, I was like, well, you know, I do have that other Xenoblade Chronicles game download to my Switch that maybe I should try again. So I went back to Xenoblade Chronicles two, wow. the, the old Xenoblade Chronicles two, and it's funny because also I think the first time you were on the show, Janet was 
We talked yeah. about we talked about uh Pyra and her uh ridiculously over sexualizedness, which is totally there still. Yeah, but, that uh, busty sword action. I, I do remember that. Yeah, the sword person and all that. I think that was the first one you were on of Nintendo Main was talking about that. But yeah, I, I went back to it and oh my god, like Xenoblade Chronicles one and two are so fucking different from each other. Like I was it just blew my mind. Like everything is so confusing in Xenoblade Chronicles two. Like there's there's like icons all over the map that I don't know what they mean. And I couldn't even, it took me forever to figure out how to even like change my blade. Cause it's so weird the way you do it. You have to go instead of like going, there's like a, you know, you push start and it says blades and you go there. You can't actually change your blades there. You can look at your blades. It'll show you what you have or whatever. And you can birth new blades, but you can't actually equip them. You have to go to the character page and then go to your blade page. And then it's so backwards to do all of it. It's like, Oh my God. It like gave me a headache just looking at it. So many games are just menus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, it, it's, it's just like confusing. Just like, there's like four different menus like that you can go to, uh, yeah, whatever. But I was, I was determined because, uh, you know, people really talk high of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I'm a huge fan of the series Xenoblade Chronicles. So I really wanted to get to it. So, so I basically took my time. Like I went and, I went and fought that boss that I've been stuck on for three years. You know, those two guys, Malos yeah. and Akos. I went and fought them again. They still kicked my ass. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to grind. So I looked at like some of the submissions I hadn't finished. I couldn't really figure that out. So I went, I, I kind of walked around the game, just started fighting just regular little guys to try to figure out the battle system again. And I, and then I like did a couple of missions. I gained a couple levels, which in this, you actually have to go to an inn and stay at an inn to gain a level. Also, that's stupid. Why, why'd you do that? Why can't you just gain levels when you're just grinding? That annoys me too. Cause I like, I like doing submissions to grind. Like that's what I was doing a lot on Xenoblade Chronicles one. And it doesn't work like that. And also like these missions are way more complicated. Like one mission I did became five missions. Like, and I'm like, what? When I did one thing, it became five other things that I had to do. So it like, it's just stupidly complicated, but I went and I grinded a little bit. I, I looked a little bit at a guide on how to beat the characters. I, I gained two levels doing submissions and stuff. And I came back and I fucking beat them. I beat those two guys that I've been stuck on for like three years. So it felt really fucking cool. And then there was like a 20 minute cutscene where my where my uh my controller turned off because I was waiting so long without pushing any buttons, you know, cuz it, it it auto shut itself off, but now I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 again. That's the moral of that story. <laughs> Is that I finally got through the through those two bosses and I've been playing it on the regular. And That's it's just inspiring. it has all the it has all the all the stuff that I like of Xenoblade Chronicles 1, you know, it has an intriguing story like the 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 levels look incredible. It's all like this big scope walking around. That's what I like about RPGs. It's just like a big area to go through and explore and fight people and all that. And everything looks really good. Uh, this is the same in Xenoblade Chronicles one, but whenever you, I don't know if you notice this, Jeremy, notice this Jeremy, but if you play it handheld versus on the TV, it looks way, way different. Like it looks really bad on the handheld than it does, does on the it? TV on the dock. I haven't tried. Try it. Tried it. I mean, it's it's noticeably bad. Like you can tell there's a lot less detail in the characters. And I remember that being a thing for Xeno Two, but Xeno One does that as well. And also, you can't fucking you can't capture videos, which annoys me so much. I, I hate that. that's even allowed <laughs> to be done. I yeah. still have not. Immortal. Just don't- and Immortal Phoenix Rising did that, which I love that game, but yeah, yeah they they let you do screenshots wouldn't let you do captures. I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is like 2020. Like, what? How are you not doing? Like, why did you not? I don't know. And and like, you can't do it on The Witcher either, which on Switch, which that really bothered me as well. Like, it should just it should be acquired. You should be able to do it on everything. Come on, guys. Like, fucking. That's why you just have to capture everything. Yeah, I mean, sort through it later. Yeah, 
I haven't done any. Uh, I thought about playing Xeno to live, but I'm like nobody cares about that game anymore. I'll just keep playing Wrestling Empire. But it, it is kind of cool for me to be able to play the game again, you know. And it's aside from all the weird anime waifu tropey stuff, which is stupid and over the top and all that, and the pirate stuff is still weird. But uh, it's still a Xenoblade game, and I and, and it's enjoyable. And once you understand the battle system, as weird as it is. I don't know. It's I just I felt so proud of myself that I just like studied it for like a day and just got past where I was stuck. And it only took me like one time. Like I didn't beat it a bunch. Of, you know, I didn't have to go through it a bunch of times. I just kind of tried to do what I would do in an RPG situation and just like try to level up, try to see like what I can buy like to get me the next thing and I did, you know, and it was and then I haven't had any trouble on any characters since. But I haven't had any major bo- I guess I did have a couple bosses, but nothing that I Felt was really big. But this is like the boss of the RPG game, which every RPG has this, where like about 20 or 30 hours in, this is the boss that's like, okay, we're going to throw this hard boss at you because you have to know the battle system to get through the to get through the rest of the game. So this is going to be the one that, you know, separates the kids from the adults or whatever, you know. So that that's basically what happens on that. And uh, I don't know, whenever, whenever you get to, whenever you get to your Bravely Default 2 thing, I'll probably be doing a stream of it the night before. But I'll try to pop in and give pointers on it, you know, if I Hell can. Hell yeah. Cause... Yeah, I have no I have no idea. <laughs> any of nope don't don't know any of anything for it. Yeah. Um which is kind of exciting also. Yeah. Like I, I, I mentioned this like on a different show I was on like maybe like last week, but it's when you're so like in tuned with like what's going on in games, like it's really rare to have these moments of like Oh, I don't know anything about this. Cause like it's just it's almost hard not to know yeah. about everything because it's just like you're, you know, reading up on it and, and watching it and like going on shows and like stu- like basically studying like the industry. So yeah, I'm excited to check it out and to like just hang out outside my comfort zone. Um I've always like wanted to like expand like my genre preferences as well to just like have more to choose from. So we'll see. Make, I don't make- know if this will be the one that sticks. I'm gonna guess not, but <laughs> I'm excited. I'm make- excited either. Make Edwin play it. He's too much of an RPG hater. I've oh my heard, god, yeah. Like he's, uh, there's yeah. no no chance the slightest bit of difficulty, <laughs> which I actually respect the hell out of that too though, because like, you know, with what I do, yeah, I, I mentioned I mentioned this like online a couple times, but there was a question that I like read, like it was like for the Min Max show that I was on like a week or two ago, and we, we didn't end up do- taking it on the show, but it was like it was in the the potential run of show, and it was how would you game differently if you couldn't talk to people about games? And I'm like, I don't know. I've been thinking about that for weeks. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like I'd be just totally different. And what I like about um, my brother's doofy way of like going about games is like literally the slightest bit of resistance. It's like, nope, no, thank you. Like yeah. maybe if it's like Mario or something, he'll like stick with it because he like loves platformers just like me. But he's like, no, nope, I'm gone. I'm not yeah. gonna do this. And it's like, man, to just be able to walk away so cavalierly is actually kind of nice. So sure. you know. Play play what makes you all, like. all happy. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. I mean, I always tell people to do that too, just because you know you hear people who's like, "Oh, I played this game for like fifty hours and I hated it for like so long," and I'm like, "Why are you still playing it? Like, why? <laughs> you know, why even? I mean, if you don't like it, stop playing." Maybe it. Maybe the but, second half yeah. picks up. Yeah. Like, um, for me, like so often, like morbid curiosity, I guess is the answer to that. Like, that was my experience with like Uncharted. Like, I played in the modern era and I played Uncharted one. And it was like awesome, and then it like kept going, and I was like. Mm no thank you anymore and i was like man that wasn't that wasn't that good that was like fine and then people were like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just because the first the two though two 
And I'm like, all right, two, run it back. And then I'm like, I feel the same. And they're like, but three. And then I did three. And then everyone's like, four, though. And I'm like, I can't keep making this mistake. But oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I did yeah. finally download because I'm sick. I'm sick like this. But I try to turn into content so someone can enjoy it. Sure. It's not going to be me enjoying yeah. it. Um, I downloaded Uncharted 4, and I'm ready to get hurt again. It's taken a few years. I'm ready to get hurt again. Maybe this is the one. This is the one where it all lines up. Um, I, uh, so, I, yeah, we'll I see. Per- I personally, I mean, I didn't necessarily hate it. I just thought Uncharted games were so fucking boring. Yeah, that, it's like, it's 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 very, like, run-of-the-mill. Like, it's, it's kind of fun, it but then very, it goes like, for, like, 12 yeah. hours too long. I'm like, why is it still going? This could have been a six-hour eight hour thing. Well, it's like it's like i don't know it seemed like so formulaic it's like okay is you're gonna climb for an hour and then you're gonna shoot and hide from people from another hour and then you're gonna climb for another hour and then you're gonna shoot and hide some more and it's like i remember them advertising this like this uh this really intriguing like movie type game and i'm like this game's fucking boring like and i have like I, all the puzzles yeah. are like look in your notebook for the circle with the line through it i'm like this is yeah. why are we doing this who it, is this for it seems like tomb raider again which itself was just Trying to like turn Indiana Jones into a video game. Yeah, but I, but, the, but the later Tomb Raiders were way better. Like even like mm-hmm. the newer ones. Like I fucking love the the first one of those. Like not Rise of the Tomb Raider, but the one before Shadow? that. Like that one was awesome. And even like yeah, Tomb Raider, and I even like Tomb Raider Underworld was like was good too. That was the one before that. But these games are just fucking boring. Like it's not even. I, I don't know. There's like a small bit of exploration, but for me it was just mostly fucking hiding and shooting people. Yeah, that, it's a lot of like, gets, like stop and after a while. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like I had I had fun with it at first because I'm like, oh, this is like you know fun and like a just I, I enjoy like stop and pop gameplay, but it just went on for like a little too long for me. And then all the games like Semi Boys for Uncharted, which is like super old, all of them like have the same twist at the end. Yeah. It's like actually it's supernatural, and I'm like, why? Why is it always like supernatural <laughs> at the end? I don't. We could have just. <laughs> I did. I, I did kind of like that part. I mean, because um, I'm like, because I, I don't know. I prefer supernatural stuff to real stuff, but but still, I feel, but was, then there was also, but it's still all kind of the same gameplay. Yeah, I don't so know how many, how far in into the franchise you got, but there is that one, I think, I forgot what, like, the character was. It was, like, this big monster that was, like, super strong, and then later you realize it's actually just a person in a mask, and the thing for that... Uh, very Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's... No. It, it wasn't even that. It was... it was If it was really just a man in a mask, why was he so strong? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Um, and then, of course, Steroids. the people that don't like Uncharted 4, and they're like, oh, but play Lost Legacy, so I think I'm just gonna spend the rest of my days living out this cycle... And that's okay. Like, but, but I'm excited why? to see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think I just want, I want to know for sure what I think about a thing. And yeah. the unfortunate reality is you don't really for sure know. Like, you can have hunches, but you can't for sure know until you've done it. Sure. Um, and, and, that's and also, the, yeah. my brother's willing to play the other half of it. Because we played Uncharted. All the Uncharted games, we played them together. We just did the passive controller thing. So I'm like, I think between my mean commentary and my brother's horrible shooting skills i think will make a really <laughs> yeah. good stream that sure. will also piss a lot of people off for very different reasons so oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's basically the idea behind that if we ever get around to to going through that and who knows maybe this is the one yeah it probably isn't i'd like to find out <laughs> the the playstation 4 that i bought it was like when it had just dropped in price and it was a playstation 4 uncharted 4 bundle you know I don't have it sealed, but I did open it and install it, and then very quickly delete it once I ran out of room. But That's uh, the other thing, I had the bundle as well. The, the yeah. bundles were really looped me yeah. in at first because but, uh, I, yeah. I was like, I already bought the games; yeah. like they're already here. Like, yeah. But I've never to, to this day, I've never actually played the game on PlayStation Four. Is what I'm saying. I installed it and deleted it, but I've never played a single second of Uncharted Four on my PlayStation Four. I have the disc. 
and I never never played any of it because I was just I played one, two, and three all the way through, and after that I was like done with it. I was like, it's I don't, there when you're I don't ready. Like, I don't like these games. Yeah, no, I mean I have it. I have it. I can play it if I'm really really bored. But I have a lot of games, so I mean, yeah. And my favorite games are RPGs, so I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of stuff to do. So it's fine. Um, I think that's. I had some other stuff on here, but we're kind of going a little bit long, so I don't need to talk about it. I just want to shout out to uh, listener Daniel Lewis. He emailed. He sent me a message about uh, the sale on Cyber Ninja, which I had actually already got it. But the Cyber Ninja is like five dollars off. That's like the new Yacht Club Games produced game that's coming out next week, Man, which we, to get. that we've all been uh, super excited about. Shit, yeah, it's, we uh, need, I need to buy that. It's a uh, five bucks off right now. I think it's on sale until the day before it launches, which is the twenty sixth. So if you want to preload it, go for it now. And you'll get it for like fourteen ninety nine. I went ahead and did it, but he also like sent me an update for it. So thanks, thanks for doing that. And uh, yeah, I was like, you know, fuck it, it looks great. I'm just gonna go with it for the deal. So they got me for knocking it down from twenty to fifteen. So I went ahead and did that. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's good for me on that front. What you been playing, Jeremy? Well, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add that I haven't already said because I keep going back to that Wrestling Empire demo because I really. I've watched a couple of your streams, Trey, and I'm really like intrigued by this game. This the there's something about it. It's just like this perfect combination of elements of like jankiness, but depth, and obviously the uh, the creator of the game really cares about the subject matter. So, um, and, and hearing more from you, I I didn't realize this person had been working on these kind of games. Yeah, know, look at uh, years now or yeah, check it. Check out his website. He shows like a it like you can you can download songs from the game directly. Like I got some of those, you know, I got the ready to play all right, play now song and all that too. other yeah. stuff. So yeah, <laughs> it's gets stuck in your head so early and it's it's it catchy does. and stupid and all that. But it's so fun. I mean, yeah, I've been playing that and I got through a few matches and I feel pretty comfortable about the controls. Yes, I do agree. Like you'll think you're pinning someone, then all of a sudden you go flying and you're like, what? What? Yeah. But other than that, uh, uh, I've made no progress in Immortal Phoenix this week. That's why I call I said I was Immortal Phoenix relaxing because I'm definitely not <laughs> rising to the occasion. I am uh, just kind of goofing off. So I guess I've made progress in the sense that I'm just going around and collecting nectar and um, exploring. But that's a fun. Part, I haven't though. really done yeah. anything to to contribute to progress in the game directly. So I still love it. I still think it's a fun game. But uh, otherwise, I've just been playing Zeno, and I put uh, over seven hours in now. So in oh, the that first seems week so I had it. <laughs> that seems so small in the in the cusp of Zeno, since it's a hundred hour game. That's just uh, you're so like at the top of the it's iceberg small, on that one. Yeah, it's small, but I mean, I'm really getting into it. As long uh, as you're enjoying it, yeah. Just following your advice of uh, doing all the side missions, definitely going to all the uh, exclamation marks on the map, and then. Sometimes you just talk to them multiple times and get multiple missions. Mm-hmm. I do love the fact that once you finish a mission, you just do it. You don't have to go back and some. Sometimes you do, but most of the time, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I've noticed yeah. sometimes you do. If it updates it, you have to go back. But um, it's been really cool. Just like you said, just uh, every time I've gotten stuck, I just go pursue all the exclamation marks on the map, or I go back to the town and see what else I can do there. And uh, so I got stuck on the last thing I got stuck on was the sp- the big spider. The big spider was kind of hard to beat. Oh, okay. Uh, because I don't think I'd done enough grinding and do a, I hadn't bought all the equipment that I could get yet. Do you, do you know how to topple yet? Have you figured that well, out? Well, I beat Jeremy? I beat the spider because I did figure that out. Okay, because you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you fight 
a specific mechon where you have to topple him, otherwise you won't be able to damage him. So that's basically similar to what happens in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You'll have that fight where it's like, if you don't know how to do this specific thing, you won't win. So oh, well, I haven't they want you figured to, it out, but I yeah, did They want the you to know how to do it, yeah. But I beat the spider. Yeah. I guess it'll kind of show you whatever you have to do to start the topple. If you do it, one of the other computer players will automatically follow up and do the next part and topple them. So it's not that hard on the Definitive Edition one. The you whole future to... sight thing, I feel like, is kind of annoying at this point. Like, at first, I thought, that's kind of cool, but, like, I'll be in the middle of doing, like, a chain of things, and then it'll be like, uh-oh, uh, you're partner's going to die or you're going to get hit. And I'm like, I really like that. I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm just do what I was already doing. Yeah, but you got to, but then you, I I like that part because then you can, you try to heal them or you throw a shield on them or something and try to protect them from that. Which I I guess I have to stop that from happening. How to buff other people. I can't buff other people yet. All I can do is I can heal, but it's so mediocre when I do heal. Well, there's a, what was it? Um, the, through the Monado, there's, there's a shield, thing that you get as as a monano move which i did uh, i think it was just yesterday i figured out how to go through and start upgrading things and um i think i've just been so sporadic about playing this game that i'll go a few days without playing it and then i'll be like what, what the hell was i doing like last but um it, it'll i mean it'll show you in where doubt, to go just yeah. when in doubt just go around and fight and like try to complete quests so that's what i've been doing and then i just get stronger and then i go shop and i buy new things like I just got to, you know, so I got past the spider part. So that's when you find the, uh, the settlement on the, on the Bionis knee. And so that's where I'm at now. And, um, the very first shop I got to, I already had everything. So, oh, sure. Yeah. I know I'm at the point where I'm like buying the proper gear and equipping it and, um, doing all that shit. So also, I don't know if you knew yet already, but you know, you can buy upgrades to your moves at shops. That's how you get it. I don't know if you figured that out yet. It's, I did um, figure that out, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah, so you you want to you want to buy all the upgrades to your arts, as they call them, mm. and that's how you get the upgrades. So basically, buy everything at every shop that you get because each shop is going to sell a different upgrade to a different art. Mm. So you'll have to go to a certain place to get it. So just try to wherever there's a shop, just try to buy everything that there is there. Otherwise, you'll have to backtrack and get it later when you're trying to get the later upgrades. So I also don't that's another big thing. Understand the crystal synthesis thing, but. I still like just oh, yeah. <laughs> as many as I could when I could. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the only ones I really used was like the experience up ones or like HP up and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, cause it's just buffs or it, if you can, if you can manage to find the experience ones, those obviously really help cause you can, it'll help you grind and all that stuff. Well, that just whoever's wearing it or is that everybody gets buffed? Uh, it, it, I mean, it's going to be attached to whatever weapon you're using. So whoever's using okay. the weapon gets so it's the experience. It's like using the boot. economizer. Yeah. And- Final Fantasy VI, like it's just the character that has it. I think so. I don't know. It might give it to everybody if one person has it. I don't know, but yeah, that, that, but that's that's what's important on that end. Um, also, I will say, I will. I mean, honestly, I will say this game's grabbed me. Like, I do see myself playing through this. Hold me to that, <laughs> because I do give up on things kind of easy. I, I I regret to say, but. It has a compelling um, story, though. I thought you would. Stick it really with it does. For that. It looks great. Uh, it's got a compelling story. The music's great, and I think it's just what I need right now, as far as a JRPG is concerned. Like, it's very. I mean, it's got some interesting systems in it, but I got enough into Xeno X and even two to a certain extent. I didn't play as much as you did, Trey, but um, 
I'm becoming more and more familiar, you know, or rather things are coming back to me and I'm understanding the uh, mechanics a little better as time progresses. And yeah, I, I do need to figure out that topple thing for sure because mm. yeah, I know really I was doing it, but I don't exactly know how I was doing it. But that is how I ended up winning was yeah. through the topple thing. Yeah. You'll, you'll figure it out. And there's some moves that are more effective when somebody's toppled, but it's, but you notice on the thing, it kind of will give you a little like exclamation point by whatever you mm-hmm. should do when you should, when you should do it. So it does kind of help you out, which was a thing that was an X and not one originally. That was something that was brought over from Xeno X in the definitive edition. So that was an up- update they did there, which is cool. But I really, I really had a blast with it. So you should stick with it. I think it's very good. I think I already am happy. I bought it. Um, yeah. As soon like, when you put it at your number two game of the year for 2020, I was like, I got to play this game because it's right up my alley. I love JRPGs. I know I like the Xeno games. I have two of them. I haven't finished one yet, but you have three of them now. (laughs) Right. And then also this is a game in particular that I I had intended to buy at multiple points in time, going all the way back to the original Wii edition, you know, so for over a decade, I've wanted to own this game. So it was finally time when it went on sale for 40 bucks. And I bought it online. Thanks, Wario sixty four. Oh yeah, love yeah. Wario sixty four. So good. How I don't know how they do it. I don't. I don't no either. Idea. I have no idea. And, and like I like the, the top, the pinned comment on his or I'm sorry on their Twitter is like I don't. I think you're just a bot or something like that. Like oh yeah. yeah like I don't even under like I don't. I just don't understand. They have minions. <laughs> they're they're like a. I think it's like a Wario sixty four. It's an entity. You There's know, sixty four like, people at least. Yeah. Just no, like mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, I you also got follow plants at every gaming company. Yes, and if I if I ever need like actually need something, I'm like notifications on for War mm-hmm. 64. I don't know what like War 64 always comes through with like everything and anything. Um, such a good account. Yeah, I feel like oh I, yeah, it's how I've, I've gotten a lot of stuff through that. Well, if I don't see it through you posting it on Slack or somebody posting it on NVC or somebody or him posting it on Twitter and people like liking it, it's I feel like it's still find my way to it no matter what but uh, yeah i just follow i just follow them on twitter i haven't i haven't set notifications or anything like that but i've bought at least i'd say at this point there's got to be close to at least five things i've purchased because of notifications i mean one of them was the game and watch i got it through that yep i got the um i didn't get a switch this was that was before but i think i might have gotten um uh, SNES classic once maybe yeah I think so mm, okay. I think yeah. oh yeah yeah because well I saw well, like, I bought, rec- like yeah. an extra one mm-hmm. recently he posted stuff about new Animal Crossing controllers and they're wired ones so they're not that great but and, and or like he's been helping people find, yeah I hate find those those PS5s. look so but they're wired yeah so weird. why would I ever it's not like you're it's not like it's a fighting game it's not like Animal Crossing like you need that you know to have that instant Pop those like balloons your, with that yeah, uh, that yeah. quality D-pad. yeah yeah I mean, your, truthfully, I, do, I have no reason for everything to be wireless because of the nature of this pandemic where I don't go anywhere really other than work. So everything is like right next to me in my whole like gaming enclave here. So sure. it's like, uh, I guess I could get a corded controller. There was, there was actually one instant that I did need a wired controller on Animal Crossing. And this is just a dumb yeah. thing that I was doing, but I was trying to record the entire schedule of the TV shows on Animal Crossing. So I wanted to leave my Switch on for like however many hours. And if you leave your Switch on, the wireless controllers automatically shut off. 
And then the yeah. thing shows up on the screen where it says, where's your controller? So I was trying to record, dimmer, right? I was trying to record the, I was trying to record the uh, video of it. So I had to use a wired controller. So it wouldn't do that. So the controller would never unsync. So there was one time that I did that just so I could make like an ASMR video thing about the tennis matches. Cause I thought it was really relaxing to hear them go like, you know, and like all that. So nobody watched it, but I put it on YouTube and that's where, uh, you know, that's, that's what that was. But I, I want to mention a couple of things uh, that I forgot. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I got to the point where I, I get the Monado now. I found the Monado, so now I can predict the future, which is something I loved about the first one, and I thought I wouldn't be able to do two because of that. But when I beat that guy, they're basically like, oh, you can predict the future now. And I'm like, okay, there's the fucking Monado. So, spoilers, the Monado's in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 also. And also on the subject of M. Dickey, his first game that he made was in August of 2000. So, he's been making games since then. It was called Hardy Boys Stunt Challenge. But if you go to mdickey.com, you can look at it. There's a history thing that shows all this whole was stuff he that he's been doing. doing stuff on, like, Newgrounds? Is that where he was releasing it, or is it just, like... He was making, like, PC demos, I guess, is mostly... Yeah, it was all, it was all like, wrestling. Movie. A lot of it was wrestling-influenced stuff, you know? Like, free free shit. Uh, uh, he said he used a DS, D, DOS box, DOS box, so this was, like, old, oh, okay. old-school PC, you know? You know, you remember DOS? <laughs> all the... <laughs> All the codes and stuff you had to put in there to get it to run. So I just wanted to add to that. But if you're – I think that's – well, I think one of the things that you want to say in here is something that John was going to talk about too so we can – Yeah. We could transition over on the Hitman, which I was going to ask you earlier, Janet. Are you – what Hitman are you getting? You're probably getting the PS – is there a PS5 one? Yeah. Okay. PS5. You're not going to get the Switch one just to, just because people might be curious to see how it runs? <laughs> nah, they could let me know, like – let yeah. me know. I'm trying to find out. Um, this is where like John's <laughs> gonna shine, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Gonna... yeah, for sure. No, I'm I'm very curious though about the uh, the foray into cloud stuff, but I just have not taken the time to really dig into it. So definitely eager to hear how that project is going on the Nintendo Ed. But I'll be doing PS5 mainly because um, you know shiny new console, also um, DualSense integration? Yeah. Question mark. I don't. Know, I've yeah. never heard too much oh, about sure. Yeah. About yeah. How integrated that is um and then also like my uh boyfriend loves playstation so we can then share the game that way oh sure yeah playing as well yeah yeah i was thinking well i thought about getting a physical copy of 3d world for the same reason so jess and i could share it because we both have switches even though i'm so anti-physical but i thought about that you're actually gonna buy it again huh i thought if i got it i would get a physical so we could both play it and i was also buying again bowser's fury looks really good and also i'm a sucker yeah, but that, yeah, Bowser's Fury, yeah, Bowser's really Fury cool. looks awesome, and that was the big thing that sold me on it. But plus, we played it. Justin and I played it a lot on Wii U and really enjoyed it. So I mean, it was it was one of those games that we both really liked. And she had she has a hard time with most 3D games because of like motion sickness. But she was able to play that one because it was less like camera movement and all that. So it was one that we really enjoyed. And also the online, she plays with her brother online all the time. And if he gets it too, that's what I was thinking about. Maybe it would be a thing where they would play that, you know, because they just played through Super Mario World on the Nintendo Switch Online and all that stuff. But yeah, the Hitman came out today on the twentieth. Officially, it actually came out for the Switch. We were all, we were really doubting it for a while. Uh, John and I were because right. it's like you know it doesn't. There's always the Switch delay and Switch tax and all that, and and they never actually put it on the. On the eShop until like there was no, nothing there. Yeah, there was the no pre-order, preload, whatever. Yeah, which is weird. Which, which is weird because of the cloud stuff. Because I bought I bought Control on there when that came out, and uh, I still think it's really hard to find on the eShop if you're just looking for it. I think you need to. 
it's really they didn't I don't think they really put it well they put it up front in the featured stuff when it came out but it's kind of hard to find now like it's on sale but it's not in the on sale stuff like so the switch was, one is like 25 now they did like recently got on sale with the new year's sales and all that stuff but yeah. it was it was always like really kind of hidden and I was afraid that hitman would do the same thing so yeah and and to sort of expand on that well so there, there's the stand. Turns out there's a standard version, or there's the deluxe version that you can get of Hitman. Which yeah. I just assumed always it was going to be just the standard version on the on the Switch. There was no like, no inkling, no talk of, Nobody said of the deluxe version yeah. happening on the Switch, and it did. So I got the deluxe version. Oh, you did? How much I was did, the deluxe? Yeah. Was that like eighty bucks or what? It was seventy five. Okay, so it's but not. So it's like it fifteen with, more. It's not that much. Yeah, and it it comes with uh, I got it written down here. So six deluxe escalations, which are another word for basically missions. Um, in-game suits, items, and weapons. A digital soundtrack for each game in the Hitman trilogy. An introduction to Hitman Three campaign mission by the game director, and a digital art book uh, with all the characters and targets and missions. Uh, yeah, so it comes with all that extra stuff. I got it mainly just for the missions. I don't care about the soundtracks and all that stuff so much. So, though I don't, I don't know if this was in there. I've heard some places that you can play through the missions of Hitman One and Two. Isn't that true? Yes, that's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. Is, which that there was no mention of that for the Switch. You can pay, for an extra thirty dollars. You can get the like they say the locations for Hitman One and Two. I don't know why they don't just say oh it's. it's on- it's on top. one and two. Or, Maybe because yeah. it's all on the same engine. So it's on top of that. That's yeah, that kind of yeah. sucks. And it's all like the way the game is presented too. It's you can you, you can see the spots where you can play the Hit, Hitman one and two missions. And it's just kind of like almost like there's this hub for all three Hitman games within Hitman three. And so it is kind of like a, it's just a confusing it was a confusing rollout and presentation and, and just why they didn't mention at all that you can play the Hitman two one and two missions on the Switch version. I don't know why they didn't mention the deluxe version mm. in that presentation. I, I don't know, but so I had to actually when I found out that it was there, I actually had to like sort of sit, sit back a little bit and think, okay, do I want to spend an extra twenty five dollars? I was so anxious to download the game, but then I was like, yeah, wait. I got to do more research now. What well, does I mean, it actually yeah. include? I mean, well, wait. I say wait till you beat the regular game and then see if you still want to be in that world more and then worry about it then, you know? Yeah, as far as the, the Hitman 1 and 2, I did not buy that because I can buy that anytime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can spend $105 on this game if you want to. You could, yeah. Can't wait. No, just right. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. They send a hitman to attack your wallet. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you're 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 all. I mean, you're all independent contractor now. You can you can write all this shit off, right, Janet? I you can write all, so. you, you write all your games off. Yeah, but I'm I, always scared about the government. But I, I should get it. Get a good, saying freelance taxes. I mean, get it, get a good get a good tax person. That's what I have. I've been. Oh had man, one see, I years. need a good tax person. Right now, I'm just using TurboTax, and oh, I live in. Yeah. So. My, uh, my my wife, uh, one of the actors that she worked with at the theater, he's a tax person, so he's been doing my taxes for like the past like seven years. But uh, yeah, no, for me, I write everything off. Like I wrote my TV off. I wrote this computer off. I wrote my I write this podcast. If they're open to I write this, people. I, I write this let me know what they off. what they charge because I yeah. kind of I've really <laughs> been wanting to like one of my dreams has been to properly write off all the crap I buy yeah. for my career. 
it's, it's expensive as hell. I think I pay oh, him man. like I pay him like two hundred to do. Oh it. my god, that's like yeah. not that bad. Yeah. Please, like, if send me that contact info yeah. offline if you can, because yeah. I I've, I just I just have a I just live in in fear of being audited. Yeah, um, that's I how I live could, most like, of my days. But if you can show like your Twitch channel, all different, you gotta say social media channels. Yeah, like this can, is clearly what you do for a living. And you yeah, need but like you gotta say. Yeah. I mean, the, how do you it, put that on paper? Exactly. Yeah, the important thing is just to save all your seats. Like that's what I do. Save your seats for everything. Yep. Like, yeah, every every fucking thing. Like print everything off. Like whatever yeah. you ordered from all right, wherever. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it this yeah. year because especially because I I have to buy. Some of my games now. I'm down with yeah. like mm-hmm. the the folks that have to buy games. I'm like, I ain't gonna be buying all these games. It's just expensive as hell, and try to keep up with all these games. So uh, I am trying to you know create relationships with with developers and publishers and like get codes because I am doing content. Like I'm sure, not yeah. just playing for fun, yeah. but yeah. um, you know that's hard to do because there's not you know there's not a lot of like clear avenues for that. It's very much like some randomly DMing people like, hey, not trying to be like unprofessional. Yeah. But oh, it's weird. Uh, it's so I'm- hard. Yeah, we actually kind of we had some luck with that this year because we did actually get some codes from people, and there was that's that, awesome. And there was that weird mm-hmm. pirate game that we did where they just emailed me and they're like, "Here's some codes. Do you want to review this game?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, "Hey, can you review this game for us?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Which was okay. interesting because we thought yeah. we would interview them and they never. Yeah, I asked them if for an interview and they said they weren't available. So I mean, yeah. they just wanted me to review it. They're like, "Can you review mm-hmm. it and put it on Metacritic?" And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And, and I we did. All got free and I did. Copies yeah. Of the game out of it. Yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I did a written review, and I put a written review on Metacritic, and that's you know, and I did streams of it also, just for just for fun, you know, to try to get people into it. That was an interesting that type of thing, yeah. But it, and there were a couple ones where I was just planning on talking to them, and they were just like, "Here's a code," and I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't even ask for it, but I think Jet Lancer I, yeah. was a good example of like, oh yeah, because you think- interviewed. Them, right. right yeah getting right. that code and they gave us pre before codes before the game was out yeah yeah we were like yeah. i remember great. listening to, yeah. I, yeah. I remember actually listening to that interview i did tune in for that one uh yeah that was really cool that game was like really interesting too like i saw mm-hmm. that at, i think e3 That's the year game. on the lead up um yeah it's good anyway. sound, good soundtrack too they made I, it on my top 10 last year even though yeah even though they gave us a code i still i still bought the soundtrack which i try to buy i mean i always try to buy a soundtrack if it's available especially for indie games you know throw the money to the to the guys and all that but yeah, Hitman Three. Sorry, <laughs> got distracted. Well, you were, we were talking about John. I really, I really like it so far. It's yeah, I've played um, just the tutorial, but it that, that's the thing about the Hitman games is they're best when they're played slow and you just kind of take your time with it. It it just increases the the tension. Um, so is it always cloud when you have the full version? Like, is it just cloud? Yeah. On the Switch. No, I think just it's cloud. All, yeah, because uh, okay. I have. And I gotta say, yeah. I have, I have. Like historically, pretty terrible internet. It cuts out. If I'm on all day, it'll cut out. Oh yeah, you know, fifteen times for a couple couple minutes. And I played for two hours. It's it had a few hiccups, but it was mm-hmm. nothing terrible. The lag was not really noticeable unless I I, I was doing a test ride, kind of just flick the joystick to try and turn the camera, and it would maybe be like I don't know an eighth of a second delay at worst. Yeah. I I don't I don't know if it's uh I don't know if it's just the Hitman game in general, but I felt like the turning was incredibly slow on it when when I was and I just played like the first the, the twenty minutes or whatever that you could do mm-hmm. as you know to start it. And I felt like my character was like soaked in molasses or something. He's all so like that full radius turning where he's like really, but I, but that might be an options thing where you can just turn it up because just as comparison, I played my uh my control cloud version game again. And that mm-hmm. ran and that ran fine. Like that turned as quickly as I thought it would. So I think it's just maybe a hitman thing. 
But I felt like I when the I way was he, like his know, walk animation is kind of deliberate and you know steady pace and all that. Yeah, stuff. I felt like it was really pace. it wasn't really. I mean, because you, you can run in Hitman. I just felt like yeah. turning and aiming was like really slow for me. That's that's what I that's what I felt like. But I only played. I knocked the guy out. I put I put the I put the clothes on. I went and found that first target. I couldn't figure out how to get to him. I went up Same. to the, when he was ordering a drink. I went and punched him at the bar and knocked him out. And then, and then I got shot by people at the party. So that's basically what happened to me. And then I reloaded Same. it and I tried to follow him. And he went to an area I couldn't go to. And they're like, "You got to get a different, you got to get a different costume." And yeah. I couldn't find that. And then it's like you ran out of time. And that's, that's what happened. To me. What I, Actually, I was running around yeah. finding random costumes and trying different costumes to just run up. So I was just trying to go to the high, higher deck and just wait up there because uh-huh. I, I knew who the guy was at the bar at that point. I'd seen it multiple times, so I was like, "I'm just going up there," and like I would like walk by, and everybody would just turn and stare at me, and like, "Who are you?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm the ball, I'm the balls I guy. Like, That's when you start shooting people. <laughs> and then I did. Right. Well, then I just got shot. I didn't have a gun. At yeah, that we, I didn't have any good. I found a. I had a, a uh, pipe wrench. Oh yeah, I found. Start I, eating it seductively. I found a wrench. <laughs> I found a wrench, and I also Secret beat option three. Okay. I also beat up a guy in a bathroom just for because I thought maybe I could wear a suit, and they thought I would part of the party. I don't know, but it wouldn't let me do that. It wouldn't let me take his clothes. So I'm like, all one right. thing about this game that's it's so dark, and I remember now that I played through the one on a 360 is that you can subdue the characters, and that's just fine. You you should do that, but while they're like laying subdued, you can just kill them you can like break, oh, you, you can, can break their, break neck, their yeah. neck yeah yeah right. that's an so it's like why don't you like subdue this character and put him in this locker and i'm like uh how about i just kill him and then like uh <laughs> or later on i was like here's this character where i'm just gonna subdue him then yeah, i'm gonna put him in a deep freezer yeah he's gonna live <laughs> yeah he'll be all right <laughs> This game kind of encourages cruelty to a certain extent. Oh, sure. And also, well, on that same aspect, the first guy that you kill and take his clothes, like, mm-hmm. like there's a big blood, there's like a big pool of blood, like right when I knocked him out. I'm like, can I like, can I like uh, sweep that or something or like clean that so people aren't going to see put it? put it back at him. Yeah. And I, I was like, can I get a mop and just mop <laughs> it up? Because if I'm trying to hide the evidence and there's a big fucking blood pool, they're going to find the dude quickly. But if I, you know, I don't know. That's how I felt, but. But as far as like graphics look, I think it looks better than Control did. But I think Control just kind of looks like that, right? It has sort of like this. St- that's kind of style. It's, it's kind of like has this. It has like, like a sheen to it. Ha- yeah. Has this like haze to it, or like it almost feels like like they kind of smeared some Vaseline on the on the screen. Is what I always got from Control, and I, and I really like Control. I think it's a lot of fun, but it's but it doesn't have that. I don't know. It doesn't have that clean look. And I think they're trying to go for this gritty film thing. Maybe. Cause I watched comparison with like high end PCs playing it versus the switch one. And they still look the same. Cause the cloud thing, but automatically when I was playing the Hitman one, I was like, okay, this looks cleaner. This looks more like something that I would expect to see on PlayStation four. There's you know, a certain looked, greeniness. I thought it looks better. Like, yeah. It's high definition, but at the same time, it kind of looks like you're watching a, a video of yourself playing it. Yeah. A little uh, bit. But I also maybe I was having trouble with the internet. Um, I do have a really I have really great internet, so that shouldn't be an issue. But yeah, it, right before the demo stopped working for me, you know, when it told me, you know, that I had exhausted my time, it started glitching out really bad as far as like having giant hiccups in the the stream. So that may have been directly related to my time running out. I'm not sure. And I wanted to say too, like, because I also played Hitman too, and I remember running and gunning and killing everybody specifically there was a level where you were like at a ballroom or something and there was like 50 people in the room which was pretty impressive on the gamecube and you mm-hmm. could just take them all out yeah um 
I get the impression so far you can't do that on this game. That the the AI is just a little bit more attuned and and everybody is watching you a little bit more, a little bit more suspicious if you're standing around for too long. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can run and gun on this game. Yeah. I've only played two hours so We're far, but that's find my out. impression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, let's really put this to the test. Yeah, I hope, Which I, hope, I always, yeah. I only just recently realized this was a like it is a remake, right? It is a, a remaster. It's a reboot. It's not like a remake of the sp- Hitman one, two, and three, the original ones. No, I thought it, I thought it's a brand new game, right? I don't think it's a remaster. Yeah, yeah they're just calling it three. Hitman one, I think two, they're calling total total reboot. Yeah. Well, it says three, but I think that. I don't think there was actually a three, like because there's one and two, no, the, and then it was like contracts yeah. was like the one on 360. I think it wasn't. It was didn't have a number on it. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you but, ever play the Hitman game on um, mobile? That was like a no. tile based game. Oh, I heard it was, it was like, pretty good. Hitman Go, right? Yeah, yeah Hitman Go. Yeah. That's what's yeah. No, I played Laura Croft Go though. Yeah, Hitman Go was actually similar, pretty fun. I heard it was good. Game. Well, I heard the Laura Croft Go one was good. Yeah, I think they had like similar styles. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was solid. I don't know if it was Hitman, but one of them had a Game Boy had like a Game Boy game that was like that, like a Game Boy Advance one that was like a 3D game, but it was you know top down. I don't know if it's Hitman or it was another thing. I have to look at it. It wasn't Hitman though. I know. I know. There's a Duke Nukem. You might be thinking of Max Payne. Oh yeah, maybe it was Max Payne. Yeah. yeah. I know there was a Duke Nukem Game Boy regular, like Game Boy Color game that was 2D. <laughs> there was like there was Duke Nukem, but not Duke Nukem 3D. That was pretty the Max Payne too. game actually has like yeah. pol- polygonal 3D in it. Oh yeah. On Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was one of them that was regularly. It was the same company was, that yeah. uh, the same company that converted that was the company that did the American Idol game that I put up on uh, Ocean on YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you like it? You like it so far, John? Right? It's, so far, it I really like it. Yeah, wait. I'm going to go play it right as soon as we're done. From from what I've heard, from what I've heard, uh, I, I looked a little bit at the reviews just to, just to see it. But some people, the bad reviews that I saw, some people were saying that they thought it was too short. Is the only thing I've heard. But if you haven't made it through the 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 um, tutorial level yet, then you should be okay. Because I think there's like six or seven levels or something like that. But it's like a whole world each level is. Yeah. So there's probably and there's, many different ways you could do them if you want to go back and try to do it again. And all right. Stuff. There's different there's, – they challenge you, at least in the tutorial so far. You know, first it was take this guy out. Then the second time around, okay, take him out, but do it a different way. So I'm assuming that that will be the case throughout, that the game is going to... In order to beat the game, you have to beat it multiple different ways. Mm. Cool. So so you're you're satisfied with what you have right now. I mean, we'll yeah, talk so about far, it more really. in the future and all that. Yeah. Uh, my other thing for this week was I beat Super Mario 3D, 3D World on the Wii U. Nice. So my first beat of the year. Nice. We got two beats of the year. Jeremy's lacking over here. No. Uh, <laughs> no credits yet for you. It's, it's all right. No, it's that's awesome. Did you? Uh, I mean, how? What you think of 3D World? It's yeah, pretty. It was my first it? time ever yeah. playing the game, and I just it was the one Mario game that I that I skipped. Well, I guess after well, also Sunshine, two Mario games I skipped. Okay, but um, it really stands on its own. That that was my lasting impression of this game. Is it's it's not it, it it's unlike every other Mario game out there. Because it is kind of a perfect hybrid of the 2D and 3D. Mm-hmm. It feels exactly like new Super Mario Brothers in three dimensions. Did you ever um, play 3D Land on the 3DS? Oh, yeah. It is like that, too. Yeah, I played that as well. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen people talking about it now being like, man, 3D Land was a good game. Because, yeah, it was on, on there. And all, was I was going to say, the, you also skipped U, John. You skipped new, new Super Mario Brothers U. 
Eh, I've tried sorry it. Sorry about that. Yeah, but, I yeah. skipped that too, and then when I came back to it on the uh, on the Switch, I was happy to have it at the time. But. I like it. It's better. It's I, fine. We've fought with it before, but it's much better than New Super Mario Brothers 1 on DS. No. I will take that to the grave, because that no. game's boring. But uh, yeah, no, Super uh, Mario 3D World, nope. John. Can yeah, we just and, keeping Bowser's Fury then? Because you just played it? Even just played it? It has extra stuff, but you know, so, are you yeah. not going to get it on Switch then? I probably would get it at a later time. I don't think I'd get it right away. You know, maybe if it eventually goes down to forty bucks, I think yeah. the Bowser's the Bowser's Fury is looking pretty good to me. I I just want to know how much it's gonna how much it's gonna like be. Is it gonna be like an eight hour thing? Is it gonna be a two hour thing? Like how long is the Bowser's Fury? Well, that, the Bowser's Fury stuff was yeah like five hours or so. I thought they put out a statement five that sounds said, nice. Yeah. It's going to be a short but action-packed game. Yeah, but what does that mean? Uh, what does that mean to them? Like, I mean, the Xenoblade guys thought that like Future Connected was short, and that's like ten hours. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, that's uh, in comparison to the original length of the game. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you, yeah, how how you want to go about it. So, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really, I think Bowser's Fury looks awesome, and I'm just, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm on the fence. It depends on multiplayer. I'll probably whatnot. get it. Yeah. As far as length, Mario Odyssey was like the how long to beat on that, according to how long to beat is 12 and a half hours. So I would guess like eight or less, yeah. I think would, I, would be what they think of as short. Eight would be long that. to me. Eight is like a long, short game to oh, me. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping like, I think five would be nice. Mm. It's like long enough to be like kind of long, but not so long that it's like crazy long. It, yeah, it all depends on, because I definitely spent a lot more time than 12 hours on Mario Odyssey. I also believe it is an independent Experience yeah, where you don't have to unlock it or anything. Along Which is great. I'm probably just going to jump straight to that. I think. Yeah, me too. Like the newest thing. Like I played the other one on Wii U, and like I'd be down to play it again, getting it on Switch. But like Same. Bowser's Fury is like the most interesting bit to me. Like with the um, Cat Kingdom, like the cat shines, and like it just looks cute, looks charming. Like I'm excited about it, and it looks like very like fresh. So I'm interested to see mm. like what it plays like. Oh yeah, especially I feel like. They would make more money though if they just released it as Odyssey DLC and released the, the 3D Mario World. I think I think people would buy that game regardless without Bowser's Fury because a whole bunch of people did not play it before. Yeah, and yeah. if they just put it out as DLC for Mario Odyssey, they'd make so much more money. Yeah, if they were like, yeah. here's a ten dollar well, DLC for it. May I mean maybe, I but it. people still people. I mean, they wouldn't be still buy. Uh, they wouldn't be re-releasing Wii U games if they weren't selling them. Obviously, you know, like people yeah, still special right. Bowser's Fury switches. They could. Sell I mean, you guys all. Games. We all bought fucking Mario 3D All Stars, even though it was a shitty port. But oh, you yeah. know, whatever. Like we still bought it. Everybody bought it. You know, we knew it was going to be bad, but we don't care. But I, I like. I mean, I like this. I think they should do this more if they're going to re-release a Wii U game. I mean, that's great. Put an extra thing on there. It needs an extra thing. You know, it's like, otherwise I have I no agree. reason to buy it, you know, because it's like, I already nice. have it. Yeah. And this is the first one where I've seen something that's so big where I'm like, okay, well, now I really want to play this, you know. It so. is a pretty significant upgrade. Like, think about Mario Kart 8 where, what was the big thing? They Battle mode. 200, was 200 CC on the Wii U edition? It was. Well, it was DLC. Think, it was DLC. Yeah, but the DLC there, came yeah. bundled in with like the Switch. Like on the Switch, yeah. you got everything. So that was pretty much it. But I bought the DLC already on the Wii U, so it was right. kind of like. Same. Well, the main. I mean, yeah, the main difference. The main difference was there was a battle mode, which wasn't on the Switch on the Wii U one. Okay. Okay. And the uh, oh, okay. and the Splatoon characters weren't on the Wii U one either. So All right. that was the, the big thing really between good. the two of those. But needless to say, yeah. I did buy it. 
Yes. And, I, and so yeah. I, and I would buy it again for I'd Mario Kart thing. 8 twice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so thinking about like yeah. Mario 3D World, which I put not as many hours into, but it's an amazing game. Like, yeah. I might buy it again. And another reason being, you know, maybe the same reason I bought um, 3D All Stars is like, let's make this my Mario machine. Like, let's get all the 3D Marios on one. Oh yeah, yeah. Console. And they're let you and do that's that. Like that collector in me being like, this is the ultimate. 3D Mario console right now. That's a cool way to think about it. Except for yeah, justifies the purchase. So I I like it. Except except for Galaxy, except for Galaxy Two. Galaxy Two (laughs) denied. If you were ever denied, technical about it because I think they could bring 3D Land. Like they, I think they could upscale and bring 3D Land to the. the Well, yeah, and there's all those other, you know, there's New Super Mario Brothers and New Super Brothers, Mario Brothers Two, and all those. Yeah, but it's not 3D. That didn't. That that I'm just saying. You got to get all the Mario stuff on there. Well, I mean, be the, the ultimate Mario, Mario machine specifically. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, everything else is on there. Like as far as like they even gave us the uh, the Super Famicom uh, Mario All Stars. You know, yes. so we've got all those versions of the original 2D games. But where's the damn Game Boy games? Come on, let's get Mario Come on. Land and Mario Land Two. I want six golden the coins. Switch. Yeah. All I want is six golden coins. I Even agree. though I have it, I can just play it now. I but I'm not going Switch. to. I want to, I want to oh, buy it on Switch one. and then not play it. Do you have a, I would say, do you have a Game Boy player for your HD uh, GameCube? You could play it on your stream like that. I actually don't have. That's a good idea. I should get that. Um, Game Boy player. I can write it off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, game, yeah, I say Game Boy the player might, might be expensive. Player. Yeah. Because yeah. I, got, I got mine for free. They gave it to me for free with the GameCube, but that was because it didn't have a disc. But I bought a disc for like $40, but that was like. 10 years ago or something so it was a long right. time ago yeah but so i don't know where they're at now but yeah it's, it's mostly the discs but that would be a cool thing to do mm-hmm. those game boy players god i love those so much they were so fucking Me cool too. at the time and that's a fun thing for your stream because that's a one major thing about the eight because i didn't want the gamecube adapter because you know if you play it through the wii you could do the same thing but right. uh but the main thing is like you can't do you wouldn't be able to do the game boy player though but the game boy player would actually upscale with that attachment so yeah i'll look into it so you could That'd do that fun. Is there anything else you want to say about 3D World, John? Oh yeah, it's just you know I, I had a you know personally a rough rough time recently, and uh, 3D Mar- uh, Mario 3D World was just like a nice way to take my mind off that, and um, you know it was nice um, to just dive into a f- full length game and have it be so like relentlessly cheerful the whole time. It really oh, yeah, everything's wearing mm-hmm. cat seats, as you said. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and it's uh, and yeah, the the clouds have faces on them, and the items have faces on them, and everything's smiling, you know. And... The damn bullet bills are cats. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's. I think especially for this uh, for this time, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff. I mean, this show, this show, like any of the podcasts that I do, and video gaming has been a huge thing for me. Just to help me feel that I have some sort of sense of accomplishment in this world where everything's kind of made it made that difficult, you know, because of the restrictions due to spreading the virus and all that stuff. So I'm glad, I'm glad that that was, that that was able to help you in that way. Yeah. You know, it was a gift from Trey. So thank you for that. Yeah. I got you. I got you the, uh, whatever it was, the, Selects the Wii U Select version of because it's cheap. No, it, I mean, it, it, no, it wasn't yeah. the Select version. It was it was the original version. It oh, okay. just happened to come in a red case. Yeah, I was just saying if anybody's if if anybody has a Wii U and they don't want to pay sixty dollars for the whole thing, you can buy the game for you know for like fifteen twenty dollars like on Wii U. Just 
it's not that expensive. Like if you just want to just straight up get the disc, you know, it's a good way to do it. And you've played through it. You know, if you just want to play it and you don't want to do the whole thing, like that's what right. You, do. you won't get Bowser's Fury, of course, but you won't. But you'll get the it's a hell of a but you get the whole game, game, yeah. And you'll get I mean, the, the polish yeah. on it is wonderful. Like the two D art that is in it is just really really cool. Like even just like the whatever the screen is, the character select screen at the beginning. I just love the art, like and just the whole layout and the, the presentation of the game. I think it looks like something that was a little ahead of its time, its presentation. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely. And it was, I mentioned it before, it was the first time to see, like, 3D HD Mario, and it, like, looks so pretty still. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, uh, yeah. like, the effects of, you know, things being up close to the camera, they're fuzzy, and then in the background you can see way off into the distance. Like, if you get off, get up on top of the tree and there's a little fairy with the binoculars, you can see the, where the goal is, and it looks like it's really far away. Oh, yeah. It gives you that mm-hmm. effect, like, it's, you're, like, looking at a diorama. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful game. Yeah. Tilt shift or whatever. And you have this nice uh, little double standard thing where like uh, Bowser's doing the same thing that Link's been doing for years and he's the bad guy putting fairies in bottles. I always thought that was really, really weird. Remember that? (laughs) That's like the whole thing is Bowser's putting fucking fairies in bottles and it's like Link's been doing that for years and we think he's a hero. I mean, it's happening here, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this game introduced the clear pipes so you could see what was happening in the pipes and oh, yeah, yeah. also was such an important element that it's its own thing in in uh, Mario, Mario, Mario Maker 2, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like the clear pipes are just there's just so many options with clear pipes that just it, it's crazy how much they added with just let's just have some clear pipes in here. Shoot the fireballs through there, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. Right. And, and you, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I want to say something about that too. So my experience with uh, this with 3D World came first from Mario Maker 2, so it's been interesting to see it all in reverse. That oh, that's what that is, and, mm-hmm. and hear the music from Mario Maker 2, which is actually from 3D World. Yeah, yeah, the music's great too. Like especially like my favorite, probably my favorite Ghost House music ever is the music from Mario 3D World with with the violins. They're like, nah, 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 nah. it's like it's so good. Yeah, it's like my favorite Ghost House of all time. But yeah, I think uh, I don't think we need to talk about news. We've been going for like almost three hours here. Yeah, we can. So I it. think we can just go ahead and call it an episode. But thank you so much for being here, Janet, and talking to us again. Yeah, it's, it's for always, me. It's always it's always, a, it's always super fun. Agreed. Yeah, it's always a good time to hang out with you. And uh, like I said, you know, stay in touch if you ever need a you know ever need a, somebody over the internet to play a stream with you or something. Let me know something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And if and if you ever expand to more stuff, you know, as far as like uh, recording and editing and podcast production and all that stuff i'm interested in that as well but uh let everybody know again where they should find where they can find you on the internet and all that stuff yeah i'm on the internet everywhere at game monosus that's game o-n-y-s-u-s uh most notably uh twitter instagram facebook uh tiktok youtube twitch and patreon um so check out that patreon see if you're into it uh we have a discord as well which is linked on the patreon so uh, yeah, and that's free for everybody to so just join in. But if you are a sub on Twitch or and or a patron, you get like an extra channel in the Discord. But yeah, come through. Um, I'm doing a lot of content, and I'm excited to make more. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see it. Uh, to see it on Twitch, and it. You said it's is like three. Was it like three uh, Pacific, five Central, right? Yeah, three to three to yeah, three to seven PT on Tuesdays and Fridays, and then I do a twelve to four on Wednesday for Animal Crossing. Yeah, and not to mention, I, I didn't mention to you, but man, that fucking twelve-hour stream, like, yeah, bad, badass I, way the, to go. The twelve-hour yeah. stream, thank you. Um, it was pretty hard. Oh it yeah, I've never done it as hard as I thought <laughs> it would be, but it was um, 
it was but it was one thing that made it a lot easier is i had so many other people helping me out so like my fam my whole household jumped in on that uh, minus my dad which mm-hmm. i would have loved to have him on but he doesn't play games yeah, so sure like it just didn't really align but um like my boyfriend jumped on there we had uh maggie my which is my brother's fiance my brother on there um yeah i played a whole bunch of games it was exhausting um i got fast food and milkshakes after it so and i was so tired the next day too it, it felt very much like being hungover. oh sure um, yeah like the next day i'm like why did i book anything for this day yeah <laughs> horrible <laughs> idea um but yeah that was that was super fun i'm gonna i think i'm gonna put that on youtube for sure um at some point soon it's in my long list of to do's but yeah that was really cool and i'm hoping to do um that at least every year if not more often uh it was a really fun celebration mm. Yeah, it was super cool, and and if, and you also got a chance to. You're in LA, and you moved your whole family out there, which is awesome. You guys are all in one spot. Last time we yeah. talked, to you, you were still in San Francisco. So, sure. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in, I'm in LA now. Um, so that's that's great. And I I've you know had a. It's been a, a really awful year for everybody, like 2020, uh, and definitely like we've had like a lot of hardships and um, losses, unfortunately, as well. Um, you know, a lot of like deaths and illness and things. Um, and I expect unfortunately made more of that you know in 2021 because like the pandemic is still very much a real issue we're still there but, yeah. <laughs> um you know i do try to hold on to the things that i do have going for me um and try to be like really grateful for those things and like one of them is absolutely like the people that i get to live with um but like right before like i moved in with my boyfriend i was like living with like four or five other people in like a really oh, cramped wow, yeah. San Francisco apartment it was kind of a lot and we weren't necessarily super close either and i, I just think about how lucky i am to be going through this with people that like I love so much and that I get along with so well. So like having my boyfriend, my family, um, you know, I moved away from my family when I, when I got the job at IGN and now I'm back with them and now I'm also no longer at that job. And it's just, you know, a lot of things change, but I think like it's, it's very cheesy sounding, but relationships really are at the core of everything. And like, I'm so grateful for like, like you guys here on the show and just like everyone out there that like interacts to some degree because like that's that's really like what matters most is like having connections and friendships and like relationships and like that's so much more important than all the other stuff that comes and goes so yeah like thank you so much for having me on and like Mm -hmm. i love hanging out with y'all and like having like our friendship and making content like that's Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me over the years and um yeah like you know, I'll come back for more episodes. This is really fun. Please do. Ho- hopefully, we're always welcome. Hopefully, we can get you like two more patrons from the Nintendo main bump. Hell yeah! You <laughs> never like honestly, like literally, like I've had a I've at least one new patron every day, um, and it's like slowed down a lot since like the initial launch with like the big boom and everything. But every day, I'm like on Twitter, like mm. okay, like just one more, and like every day we've gotten one so far. So like, nice. I mean, if that keeps building, like that's mm. like you know hundreds of dollars so hell yeah um, yeah, yeah for sure yeah for definitely sure. definitely check that out i'll put it there'll be a link in the description so you could find it there to the patreon for game on Assist, so and it's just like patreon.com slash game on Assist, right that's what yep. it is but it'll be in the it'll be in this description as well so click on that and uh if and if you want to support us we're at patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast uh similar thing we do uh you know you get early access like 12 hours ahead of time blah blah, blah. uh we have a bonus show called expansion pack we do a new episode every month uh, we just did an episode. We did our top five things from 2020 that got us through 2020 that aren't video game related. So that was a fun one to do. So you can check that out as well. Um, also, uh, you know, the if if you basically if you're on the Patreon, you get everything together. Is how as how I have it. Like you get to listen to us and How Is It Now, which is the other show that I do with Jess, where we talk about movies and now they are now now and all that stuff. You get to all those early access and you get to see the bonus episodes. I think we have like 29 bonus episodes now total that are only Patreon. So 
lot to check out and get it only for a dollar. So check that out. Also, uh, twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast is where we are as well. Uh, Jeremy and I were on Twitter. I'm, uh, at, at Nintendo underscore domain. Jeremy's at JMX stack and you can find us there. And, uh, I think that's it. Oh yeah. And we have Nintendo main podcast.com. That's our other website, but, uh, yeah, that's been our episode. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Nitter. And special guest. Dana Garcia. And thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next week. We'll see you.